This is Heavyweight Hustle, Calvin Tankman. Tune in to True Hill Heat Podcast. You won't be disappointed. You already know what time it is, man. The young goat in the building. Make sure you tune in to True Hill Heat Podcast. What's up, True Hill Heat? True Hill Heat. What's up? Hello, everyone. I am in Chicago. Chicago, I am in you. We are coming off the biggest wrestling event in history, 81,000 strong at Wembley Stadium, AEW All in London. This weekend, we got WWE Payback, AEW All Out. With all those shows, we should be talking about, you know, the fallout from All In. What's going to happen at All Out? What's going to happen at Payback? How WWE has totally fucked up the Bloodline storyline and made Jimmy Uso look like an idiot who still wants to be accepted by his family, even though he betrayed his family and convinced his twin brother to betray his other family. And now he's trying to get back with the family. That doesn't make any sense. But we're here to discuss CM Punk boxing, you know, the guy who said, you know, Dwayne Johnson's arms, too short to box with God, but Dylan McKay's kid can box with God. We're here to talk all about it. It's True Hill Heat 241. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. We are live on the True Hill Heat YouTube and Facebook for True Hill Heat 241. Do we have a problem? Discussing the latest wrestling news, including CM Punk and Jack Perry's backstage fight leading to their suspension, as it is now dubbed Brawl In. Uh, we have the fallout from all of that. We're going to talk about the recap of this week in wrestling with AEW All in London, Dynamite Collision, Rampage, WWE SmackDown, Raw, NXT, Impact Emergence, Impact on Access TV, ROH, uh, ROH TV, and final predictions for AEW All Out on Sunday and WWE Payback tonight. She is back, y'all. The Roman, back before even Roman Reigns ended his vacation, exactly. is Miss Chrissy Love. So you can't compare apples and oranges, friend. Like, I am here more than Roman. We haven't seen Roman since SummerSlam. Just saying. Anyway, pick up yourself. It's Labor Day weekend over here in New York City. I hope you're out here partying and having a great time. How's Chicago, friend? Chicago is hot as hell. Uh, went to GCW, went to StarCast. Gonna go back wow. to StarCast today. Person who was there with me, who has a much steadier hand, as you will see from the interviews we will be dropping. Uh, you will see the difference between when Stacking and uh, Sober Guy is holding the camera and when I'm holding the camera and a microphone at the same time. It's fucking bad. It's like horrible. Son, you gotta invest in the 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 stand, son. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Should should have made that investment, but you know, you live and you learn. Uh, but he is the man of a thousand and four numbers. You know him from Review of Honor. He is back with us from Chicago himself, the Stat King. How are you doing, good sir? Hi, John. Good morning. You're you're muted again. Yep. What's go. going on, guys? I had a little technical difficulties there, but Sid, I don't know if you can really complain about the heat that much because THH comes in and bringing the heat. So, in that sense, only got yourself to blame. 
Yep. Yeah. Which camera you so, want to be on? <laughs> now he decides. He decides he's here. He wants to pop in on your camera first. <laughs> and yes, we have with us the man of uh, many different names, whether he's drunk guy, sober guy, just a guy. I just put just a man called JJ, but he's in, now he's in the refrigerator. Now he's in the refrigerator. I thought he was coming over here. Was like a properly, no, he had to go to, he had to, freak, he's getting a freaking cup of ice. He's got a Jack Daniels in his hand. A shot, a shot of John. There you go. Well, to be fair, to be fair, historically, every time we do this all-out preview show, he is on camera and drinking and taking shots. So, yeah, man. If, uh, good time on I don't do like that no more. I didn't Oh, okay. So, are we gonna repeat what we did last year? Come on. Oh, last year he said that every time. Right. I don't know. It's a marathon, not a sprint, as a as a wise man once told me. <laughs> you can handle it. You're better than that. Come on. <laughs> How are you feeling? Um, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Um, it's good to be here in Chicago all our weekend. It's like a tradition now. So it's good. You seem so mellow. It's weird. Because <laughs> you just woke up. Yeah. The morning is the morning is young. The morning is young. So you can get him all in. Yeah, I shifted all the way to the right over here. I don't want to be too close to him, Paul. He don't want to be close to me. I oh, guess. I don't know. <laughs> we got in the chat. Sound off in the live chat if you are with us live. Of course, uh, you can send a super chat donation. Those always help out the channel so, so much. Always gives back to the contributors that you see on screen. And, of course, you can also hit the join button and become a member. But sound off in the live chat. We'll try to highlight as many of your comments as possible. We appreciate y'all for joining us live. If you're watching us on demand, we appreciate you as well. Remember, show your appreciation back. Drop the thumbs up on this video. Share this video with all your wrestling fans, friends, and family on all your favorite social media platforms. If you're new to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. We're trying to hit a goal this weekend of 9,000 subscribers. We're about 160 away. 160 away. I think we can do it this weekend. A lot of people are going to be watching for, for our payback review tomorrow, for our all-out review on Monday. So you, we'll, we got to get that goal. Got to get that goal. 9,000 this weekend. But we got a bunch of people in the chat, just like Nikki Boyd, Jackson, saying morning, y'all. We got Alan in the chat. He says, what's up, everyone? No work today for me. So I get to hang out with True Hill family, SP3, Miss Chrissy Love, and Stag King. He said, fuck you. No, it probably before I popped up, you know, I was a little late, you know, CPT. <laughs> Just like, do you want to tell them what time you showed up at GCW yesterday? Oh, literally, as a pinfall of the main event was happening. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Blame the airport being fucking 100 hours away. He flew into Midway, which is all the way to the south of the city, not oh, over here, which is, which is oh, 20 minutes away from my condo in one direction and 20 minutes away from the venue in another direction. Okay, so you got cheap, and you got the cheaper airport. Yeah, of course. Okay. Don't say that the airport fucked up. You just was being cheap. That's all that is. I guess this called Apple to the artist, friend. So, like, you was late because you went to the other way. I said, wait, hold on. If y'all are going to have a problem, though, you got to take it outside. 
I mean, listen, I, I have no problem with that at all. That's what I get, though. At Hotel, I still have to pay the same amount for the Uber, for the Uber and the thing, and then my place. So it, it kind of balances itself out. So I guess I should have stuck with ORD. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Stack King did kind of tell you that. I'm playing back I mean, with him, I'm so. just saying. Uh, Valaby says Stack King on a CM Punk centric episode. Yep. Uh, it always seems to happen, doesn't it? They, you just love being on here when we're talking about CM Punk. Uh, we got Negro Buck who said it's hot as hell in Chicago. Stairs in Texan. There you go. Uh, we got ALW says, what's up, y'all? Happy Saturday. Great to see Stat King on here. Uh, we also got Will who says, SP3, don't try to get clocked out, uh, chucked, chucked out uh, in the chai. Uh, stay safe. Chucked in the cheese. Oh, okay. Not, I guess I'm choked out, and I don't get why you get choked out, but okay. It is it is ten eighteen in uh, Chicago. Not used to starting the show. Well, I am used to starting the show because sometimes we do start the show this early. But yeah, it's still weird. Uh, we got Bala B who says we got a drunk guy back. Yes, he's already drinking, y'all. He's already getting into it. Bala B says let's get JJ to do shots. Twenty dollars super chats. How about that? $100 from the chat. Come on, 20 We got to make it at least reasonable for the people. But you're not going to take a shot for, you know, $5 super chats, $10 super chats, $20 super chats. Maybe. I'll do one or two or three. We're not going to get that one or two or three. Super chats. You don't know. A four or five. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you'll get a percentage of the super chats. How about that? Right, that's fair. See, there we go. We're working out. We're working out <laughs> agreements. Here. My, uh, my, my Jake Melnick wings. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say uh, paying down your Uber debt. Oh, right. Negro <laughs> 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 Bug says if y'all want to see JJ take sh a shot on stream, Sunday Super Chat. There we go. Nikki Boy. <laughs> Negro book knows what he's doing, but we appreciate all of y'all for joining us. That's why we start off every flagship podcast with our True Heel roll call, shouting out people supporting us across social media and the True Hill Heat YouTube channel and Patreon. We got our top three conversation starters from our Facebook group page. Coming in at number three is Rion Eagle. Coming in at number two is uh, Negro Buck Nick Jackson, and number one Stewie Palmer. We got our Patreon backers, which is Nick Jackson, ALW, Vala B, Alex McCarthy, Professor Chris, Austin K, Blue, Robert, Steve, Antoine, Fifth Generation Carney, Ladarius, Russell Scopes, Dan, Kobe, Queen Monet, uh, Dolores, John Martin, DJ Eric, Beep Boop, Marcus, Justin, James, Allen, and Santo. Thank you so much for supporting us at patreon.com forward slash True Hill Heat. Uh, we also got Annika who says, uh, this is the only way SP3 can get JJ to collision course on time. Absolutely. <laughs> Shit, we might not even be watching collision course tonight anyway. Hey, however we get it. But let's start off with the biggest wrestling show of all time, apparently. 81,000 strong at Wembley Stadium. We're going to start off what we missed with AEW all in London. Uh, the show was very much bookend by Better Than You Baby as MJF and Adam Cole defeated Aussie Open in the opener to the zero hour to win the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. And then they were involved in a tremendous main event at the end of the night that involved Roderick Strong getting involved, involved a Panama 
lost Sunrise to a damn referee as well as two to MJF. But when it came down to it, both MJF and Adam Cole weren't able to pull the trigger on one another, choosing friendship over the AEW World Championship. But MJF defeats Adam Cole to retain the title. Post-match, Cole was disappointed, so MJF tried to console him by showing him the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles they won, but Cole was still pissed, so this led to MJF kind of thinking that Cole used him to get to the title, so he asked him to hit him with the world title, but Cole puts down the title and decides to hug his friend to end the show, so we end with friendship reigning tall at the end of All in London. But it wasn't raining tall with the AEW World Tag Team Championships on the line as FTR retained against the Young Bucks in an absolutely outstanding tag team affair to retain the titles. Post-match, the Bucks refused to shake hands with the champions, uh, showing that this rivalry might not be over just yet. In the opener, you had CM Punk uh, beat Samoa Joe in a hard-hitting, bloody opener uh, to retain the real world championship just minutes after what we're going to discuss later in the show. <laughs> you had uh, Orange, Cassidy, <laughs> Orange Cassidy, Penta El Zero Mero, Best Friends, and Eddie Kingston defeated uh, Blackpool Combat Club, Mike Santana, and Ortiz in an absolutely insane stadium stampede matchup. Uh, this was bloody. It went into the royal, the royal damn box. And you had Orange Cassidy pulling out the sticky bandits by putting glass on his uh, taped hands to get the win in the end. You had Will Ospreay being the most popular man in Wembley Stadium as he defeated Chris Jericho in a great matchup. Post-match, Jericho got into it with Sammy as Sammy tried to comfort him after his loss, and Jericho pushed him away. You had Sting and Darby Allen coming out to a damn Metallica, Seek and Destroy, as they defeated Swerve Strickland and Christian Cage in a coffin matchup. Another great matchup on the show. Another one that was great was the trios matchup earlier in the show that saw Konosuke Takeshna pinning Kenny Omega uh, for the first time in the Golden Elite versus Bullet Club Gold and Takeshna matchup. And then finally, you also had Soraya being the home country girl coming out to Queens. We will rock you as she finally <sighs> the AEW Women's World Championship, Terrible. pinning her former Outcast member, uh, Outcast, excuse me, Outcast member, uh, Tony Storm, as she celebrated with her family in the ring in London in front of 81,000. We will start Terrible. with Miss Chrissy Love. Terrible. What was your highlights from the show? What was your lowlights from All oh. in London? Okay, so. Overall show, great. Some of the outcomes, I didn't like. I think they were just terrible mistakes. So now we're just giving courtesy wins to people that are just like, for just so we're giving courtesy wins to Saraya because she was home. whoop de damn do She barely has been wrestling. I don't think she deserves the belt. Love her. Don't get me wrong. Just didn't think that she should have won. That's my first one. Uh... We have now Samoa Joe losing to CM Punk. Now look at where we're at. Dummies. Stupid. You should look at look at the whole like why do we have Joe lose when it was like the whole point of it all was like for him to kind of like be the winner of it all. But whatever. 
I don't I don't work at AEW. They do, not me. I don't get the big bucks. I work at a school. Then we have uh uh what else was just terrible booking for this show? Just 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 low light was definitely Soraya winning. She shouldn't have won. Whatever. Uh Joe should have won. Uh, uh, just, just, just overall the, the, the booking of it. And then they, the, the way they had the matches is just like, okay, crowd was on fire. Love that. That was great. Um, we didn't need, um, Chris Jericho singing and having half the crowd sing his song because that's what they do anyway. So you had the band come out to England for no fucking reason because they, they had the freaking audio oh, playing. No fucking reason. He just performed in front of eighty-one thousand. Oh come stadium. on! They, the people were singing the fucking song. Are you fucking kidding me right now? So what? That doesn't mean he can't sing the song. They didn't. You barely heard him. You barely You're being heard him. F- whatever. Don't get mad at my what I say is what I'm critiquing. Okay, this is my opinion, not yours. You ask mine, I'm giving it to you. That's all. Thank you. See, you got you got Negro Buck in the chat saying talk about it. But before we go to Stack King, Jaquan, or even myself, we got to bring in our first special guest for this show. Someone we've been trying to get on this show for a very, very long time, especially to talk about AEW, because she's really the queen when it comes to AEW-based content. She's with our friends over at the Public Enemies podcast. It is All Elite Keeks here with us. Welcome to the show. Hello. I, I heard the Jer- I, I heard the Jericho talk now. You know that's my boy. <laughs> I, I, I'm not listen. I'm fine with Jericho. I just don't think that they should have sang in a stadium where the audio was playing over him and you couldn't even sing. And then he lets the people sing it for him. That's all I'm saying. When they sing it for him, hey, don't knock the hustle, Jericho. <laughs> exactly. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> listen, this is what it is. I agree with her with the Soraya, though. I did agree with that. Okay, thank you, friend. So that was one of your lowlights from All In. What was your kind of your All In London highlights, lowlights from the show uh, last weekend, Keeks? I enjoyed it. It was it was really good. Probably one of my favorite pay-per-views of this year. Um, I did not I agree uh, with Miss Krista. Um, I agree with the Soraya, um, but it was another, we have to take that L to get that dub for the Mercedes match so god damn it okay you're right you're right on that one okay fine sure so that's one of those i was just right i was like damn it i know that i know why they doing it but i do not uh because i want to see the same you got to realize that thanos had to kill glamora to get the soul stone it's a soul for a soul you gotta, you gotta get Soraya as AEW Women's World Champion to have a chance of getting Mercedes Monet. Okay, <sighs> sure. I guess I'm gonna keep it positive. I guess. Right, <laughs> you don't have to keep it positive. You could, you don't have to. You could give all, give everything you want. No, because look, I'm, I'm a, because I'm, I'm a firm on women business. That's what I do. I'm like, I'm a, I can't say what I want to say because it's hypocritical of me too right now. So I'm just like, I'm gonna just keep it. I'm a. Listen, I'm a woman stand too. Like we do, we do this all, but I'm going to still sh- critique it and tell you that if this is bullshit, it's bullshit. Yeah, I was like, when it happened, I was like, God damn it! I know why they doing it, but God damn it, I did not. Soon as, want soon as she it. came out with her family, I was like, okay, there, there goes that. I was like, right. Hey, but the writing is on the fucking wall. I was like, you're just giving it all away, and then it had a front row. I was like, 
then they involved in the fucking match. I was like, can you be more obvious than in anything at all? Like, she's fighting for her family. But up, up, fighting. But overall, everything was everything um, was great for me. Um, I know it, it it has its criticism, but you know, All In was a story for All Out and also continuation from uh, Collision and also on Dynamite. So, um, uh, I do agree with. Um, well, I knew CM Punk was going to win, I, yeah. but I did enjoy Samoa Joe just throwing and tossing him around. That, yes. I enjoyed that. Yes, that yes beautiful. I enjoyed beautiful. that. Beautiful. It's music to my ears. Yep, yep. <laughs> I, I think I know where, where you're going to stand when we talk about uh, the big news uh, from all in, but... Uh, like I always do, uh, I always try to give, you know, a proper intro to our guests, but I want to give you a chance to kind of introduce yourself to anyone who doesn't know you, which they should, because you do plenty of great uh, AEW content and the Public Enemies podcast is one of my favorites out there. But let the people know where they can follow you and kind of give yourself an introduction to everybody, yes. Keith. Yes, uh, my name is Keeks. Y'all know me. Y'all probably know of the noise that I talk on the timelines on Twitter and also social media. Uh, what you see is what you get. Um, you can follow me on All Elite with Keeks on Twitter. Also on Instagram, same handle. Uh, I tune in every Mondays on live uh, at 8 or 9 Eastern time uh, for my show, All Elite with Keeks. It's AEW-based. Um, I do give my fair criticism. And I also, you know, just highlight things that is probably missed. Because I do know that AEW is in-ring storytelling prior to uh, promos and things like that because you might miss it as far as in ring wise so I'm good at doing that so even if you don't like AEW and you want to listen to somebody that is just if you miss something that's what my show is for welcome to all that's on there and uh, we get straight down to women business and stuff like that so make sure you follow me on Twitter you keep it cute because I will keep it cute too <laughs> <laughs> you going to it if y'all try to play yourselves nothing wrong with that uh jj what did you think about all in london any comments yeah seeing how i was there front row at wembley uh it was a great time uh he's I'm... such a liar nah all in was fired uh, it would have been all over your timeline. Stop it. Exactly. Yeah, I know y'all. Okay. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. People don't even know I'm at Chicago right now. Anyway, but uh it was a great show. Um uh they I, got sad, I think I think no 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 I post that anymore. Uh but anyway, uh <laughs> it was a great show. Um I as expected. I would assume AEW put on a great show, especially being in the stadium for the first time. So I knew that was gonna happen. I, I think I talked to SP3 about it when I felt like I, I felt it didn't it was a big event in the sense of the crowd and how the setup was. I just wish like they I wish the matches flowed from next to next. It's like they just jumped from one match to the other to the other. Like I agree. Winner. It should have been a little bit more of a balance to make it feel like a bigger show. Like even with the promos, like the promo packages, like AEW's done great promo packages. Obviously, that's not their strong suit, but they've done it before. So like giving us a one minute recap and then jumping into a match, I'm like, damn, I gotta make this feel a little bit more important. Like I felt like they were just the the most important thing to them was the eighty one thousand. Uh huh. That was it. Which is fine, of course. You you're breaking the record. You're breaking a paid attendance record. I understand that. But like, make it feel more like a big event, especially now that you're going to be doing this every year. Well, they're doing it next year. So I don't know, but I'm assuming that's it's going to continue. 
as long as they can make it, as long as they can uh, sell out Wembley. But it was a great show. The the card delivered, definitely delivered. Punk and Joe was definitely not three and a half stars. Definitely over four stars match. Um, Stadium Stampede was fire. FTR and the Bucks, of course. I don't. FTR and Bucks being two of the best tag teams in wrestling. Period. Right now, they delivered. Um, Osprey carrying Jericho to a, a, a great match, which was shock. Well, not shocking. It's Osprey. Uh, Cole and MJF proving why they're the best thing going in AEW right now with that match, that storyline, and uh, yeah, just all around a, a dope show. Like, um, like he said, this is probably one of the best shows this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you look, if you really sit back and look back, look at it on paper, and just not even on paper, just looking at the show, like, like I don't go back and watch a lot of wrestling pay per views that currently happen, but I've already went back and watched all in, and it's definitely lived up to its build. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, it can continue with uh with next year, and it gets gets bigger and better. And um, yeah, that's that's a that's a historic moment for AEW to sell out to do eighty one thousand in four years in business. That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, and it <laughs> and it still felt like an AEW audience. Yeah. yeah. You can you can get that type of big audience, and then they'll just sit on their hands and only cheer the the, no, the entrances and, and the finish. Too. But they yeah. were into a whole bunch of stuff throughout the night. Stacking any final words on uh, all in London before we get into your favorite topic, CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I agree with the with the Soraya the Soraya issue. Uh, I really do wish she'd had retained. Um, yeah, FTR cool. and Bucks was absolutely incredible. Uh, and I just appreciate that to you know help you transition to our next topic. I just appreciate that only two people were two and zero that night. <laughs> well, I guess so. I, well, three people: uh, MJF. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. MJF and CM Punk. There you go. MJF, <laughs> CM Punk were the only. It always comes back to those two guys. The irony, right? <laughs> but. He, I definitely agree with what you guys are saying. I think All In was uh, one of the best shows of the year, and it was just a big celebration for AEW and how far they have come, only for none of that to be the talk of the week, probably the next very day, because it, basically during the show, the report came out, and we're going to get into CM Punk and Jack Perry being suspended after a backstage fight at All in London right before the main card started. It uh, CM Punk and Jack Perry reportedly got into a backstage confrontation at AEW All in London uh, last Sunday. Details are still a little bit sketchy at the moment, but Fightful's, uh, Fightful's Sean Ross Sapp reported that there was a physical confrontation between the two right before punk came out uh for his matchup with samoa joe during perry's match uh with hook he did a spot on a car window and said it's real glass crimea river into the camera of course this was referencing punk and perry had a disagreement at a recent episode of collision because perry wanted to use real glass for a backstage segment a move that was going against production doctors and more who advised against it Punk had claimed that Perry was throwing a tantrum over not being able to do the spot and people stepping in to prevent it from happening had a, and had alleged that he was asked to step in and that he calmly told uh, Perry that they don't do that at Collision and he could stay on Wednesdays if he doesn't like it. 
Fightful Select has an update with more details of the alleged backstage confrontation. According to the report, the altercation took place before Punk went to the ring for his match with Samoa Joe on the opening match of the live pay-per-view broadcast. Jack Perry was right on right before with Hook on the pre-show, where Perry appeared to reference his previous uh, altercation with Punk during his uh, matchup. Uh, and then... According to Fightful's report, Perry wasn't happy with how the situation was shared publicly by people close to CM Punk. One side of the story claims that Perry approached Punk backstage and stepped in his face, where he then reportedly bumped Punk. And after that, Punk is said to have pushed Perry. And the account then alleges that Perry came at Punk and got choked out. It's not said what kind of choke it was or who broke up the fight at that time. This is said to be just one side of the story. Fightful also notes that there was a misconception regarding Perry and Punk's previous argument, and then uh, that Perry was allegedly uh, should try to not come back to work the next week. According to Fightful's report, it was said that Perry had a pre-planned and pre-approved vacation before the whole glass fight came about. Also, Wrestling Observer Radio uh, reported that Jack Perry was approved to do the spot before coming to Collision. He was approved on it on the Wednesday of Dynamite. He rented a car for it to be used for the spot. And then CM Punk, without anyone coming to him to step in, came to Jack Perry, found out about the spot, and basically told him, we don't do that at Collision. Take that back to Dynamite. PW Insider reports that the incident happened uh, at All In near the gorilla position and reiterated that there are different stories all around. Perry was asked to leave right after and Punk stayed for about an hour or so after his matchup with Samoa Joe. The reports knows there was shoving back and forth and one story... Uh, told was that punk either punched or choked perry out after that it was added that there were a few people quite upset and that the incident happened and worried that it could potentially overshadow what uh aew accomplished with the show fightful select had other further details uh saying that uh, Tony Khan acknowledged the incident, of course, during the post-media scrum. And in a post on Twitter on Monday, F4W Online's Brian Alvarez reported that both Punk and Perry had been suspended pending an investigation, and this likely that neither will work this weekend's AEW All Out in Chicago. Sports Illustrated then provided an update where they had a report that both men had been suspended and that eyewitness accounts confirmed Punk and Perry's confrontation did turn physical. Uh, following the incident, Punk went out, out for his match with, with Samoa Joe, which opened the main pay-per-view card and the match went on without issue however it was rumored that there was a quick discussion about switching the match order and putting the six-man tag with kenny omega koto Ibushi, and hangman adam page versus bullet club gold and Takeshita to open the show according to si uh the wrestlers in the six-man were ready however punk and joe ultimately still went on as samoa joe basically spoke to cm punk and talked him into going further with the with the matchup aew has not announced the suspensions for punk and perry aew has three live events you know scheduled for the week they already had dynamite they got collision tonight all out on Sunday, and Tony Khan has come out and said that we will get official word of what's going on with CM Punk by Sunday. So we have a pay per view in Chicago, and we have no idea what the top draw is doing. As per usual, which seems like the last four or five times we've done a CM Punk story, that's part one, guys. But just on part one of the altercation happening. 
Keeks, we'll start with you. What was your kind of initial reaction to finding out this story? How did you feel? And what how have you felt being an AEW, you know, content creator, like you do so much for it, that the talk after the biggest show in the company history is about a backstage fight again? Um, first things first, I want to, as far as CM Punk, um, he has a chip on his shoulder and um, he is becoming the people that he once talked about in WWE. Um, using his political power, because he's done it, we know that he's done it prior with Adam Page not being able to go to collision. Um, he is a problem. And uh, Tony Khan, as an owner and as a boss, it's time for you. It, we talk about Vince all the time, but you kind of have to get on your Vince shoes with this one uh, and handle it like a boss. You cannot have your talent um, running overpower what you're saying. Because if you approved a, a glass spot for collision, it should have happened. You should not allow somebody like CM Punk or anybody to override what you approved on to cause things like this because Talk this caused confrontation. Yep. This caused confrontation. So mm -hmm. I know people saying like Jack Perry started it, but initially it could have been prevented yep. if you allow the boss to step in, no, I sit up here, I said, Jack Harry can do this fight and it's going to happen. I said Tony what I Khan, said. You, can, you cannot be afraid of your talent. Yep. Because Vince McMahon is not scared of his talent. You cannot be afraid of your talent. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be a boss, you have to be a boss. <coughs> CM Punk has to go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he got to go. I can't argue Girl. with you. Yeah, because no, because Keeks makes a great point. Because when her initial story came out about Jack Perry, I called bullshit automatically because really? I was like, because when it came out, it was right after the whole Ryan Nemeth thing came out, and I knew that it was Punk who who got mad at the elite for thinking they were talking to dirt sheets, but CM Punk's people always talk to dirt sheets and got bingo. And, and, and made it made the story out to be like punk is a savior he's the local <laughs> leader he was asked to step in and i was like i guarantee he was not asked to step in nope. it seems more likely cm punk took it upon himself, himself yep. to get himself involved that was like the story that from the what two weeks ago i think california boy jungle boy that's, they know that that's the least man so that was the first thing in his mind to do was like oh shit nah i ain't fuck with them either so therefore He's going to find any little thing he can come up with. The nitpick. To come, at, to yep. come at a fucking jungle boy. That is so stupid. This is, this is the same guy who's done pipe bombs and shit on TV, and you worry about fucking glass? Get the fuck out of here, man. Get the fuck out of here with that I feel like he's that person that always has to like say, you know, it was my idea. Like he has to have like mm -hmm. get all of the fucking credit. They gave you a fucking your, your own fucking show, you fucking up the bag. Like, yo, mm -hmm. go sit down some fucking place. You opened the biggest show that they had and you still ain't fucking happy. Shut the fuck up. Go oh, somewhere. Of course you're not happy. You're the main event. <laughs> no, you can't man of it because you're the fucking problem. You are the problem. No one wants to see you. Like you don't, we don't need that. Go sit down some fucking place. So, so, it's so, almost so. like he he's trying to prove like he still has that Vince y'all fucked up on me so I'm about yeah. to come over here and save this brand but you're yeah, destroying you're it you're destroying it yes yeah because he's trying, to, he's trying to be the John Cena here and you're not I put it out on Twitter a couple of weeks ago 
and I I know nobody likes to hear this, but maybe Vince was right not to make him the top guy. I mean, maybe, they, maybe that's maybe. just it. Maybe he's <laughs> just seeing it. We seeing it. <laughs> this was right. Sorry, <laughs> this was probably right about him on this one. He probably saw the writings on the wall, like this guy. You know, it, and it, it goes back. People love to bring back that um that promo that he did on Triple H, but then people never want to further that whole segment when Triple H is like, "You're just yeah. like us. Mm-hmm. You're just like us. All you, but the the thing is, you throw stones and hide your hands." Yep. You see our songs and you see our hands. Yep. So what was me? What was me? I didn't do anything. No, I'm the I'm the innocent person. No, you're not. You're the one that's distu- you're stirring up the pot. You're the one that you're the one that's the destruction. You are the person. You are the factor. And they enable him and they were like, Oh, it's yeah, okay. You're enabling him. Uh-huh. You're enabling him. That's what it all goes back to the enabling. Like he knew, like, and he knew Tony Khan was a mark. CM Punk. So yeah, that's all it is. Right, and him him coming into the company knowing knowing that his name, right, his name is going to bring in people. They're going to draw. They're going to draw the product. They're going to be. He's going to be selling merch. Punk knows he has that power. So I feel like because he has that power and knowing that he's, and I hate to say it because I he's not my favorite in the locker room, but he knows his name is the biggest in the locker room. So he feels like he can go in and do what the fuck he wants. And I feel like because him him knowing that, he's he's making things worse for other wrestlers. When the first thing he said when he came to the company, he wanted to make this product better. But you nitpicking and choosing sides and telling wrestlers, they, if you don't like it, you can go there and go. That's not helping the product. It's not. And for him to be 44 years old and dealing with this kind of shit is sad. It really is. It's not even. It's not like it's. It's cool for us to talk about and make jokes of it because it's funny. It's just right. kind of crazy when you think about it. But like, it's really sad. You have a guy who's who's been at the top. He's punk was the punk was selling mer- more merch than Cena at one point, and Cena's fucking peak. And you would you you need a guy like that to come to the company to make things better to, to get ideas off of you. You're literally doing like a like a fucking West Side Story, like a gang wars when you basically just want to help the people that you're cool with and fuck everybody else. And that's not how it should be because that's not moving the product forward. Because in hindsight, Punk is not going to be there for very long. He's 44 years old. Punk's not wrestling for the rest of his career. You got a guy like Jimbo, he's still in his prime in his 20s and in a, in a, in a heel rate and a heel, a heel, um, he's a heel right now. So all he's trying to do is better his character coming off the, the fucking Jungle Boy shit. Yeah. If anything, you would want to help a guy like that. Like, hey, yo, this is what I was doing when I was healing Ring of Honor. You should do this. Y'all arguing about fucking glass. And I think exactly. I think and I want. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. I was just. I was just gonna quickly say. Uh, I think that is why Jack Perry said what he said during the matchup is because he is in a very tough position right now where he's trying to get over this new character mm. and Punk just put that story out that just made him look bad and made him look like he don't know what he's what he's doing. Exactly. Yes, and I want to add to um what what you said as far as like he knows that he is money, but you know um and I'm not a ratings person. I I pay attention to the demo charts because that's the most important to networks anyway. Um, you're not even the king of collision. It's Jay White. Yeah. 
Well, shit, I and and they and they started they and they game. started collision because of you. But Jay White has the highest demo chart than him because of his behavior, because of what he does on the back, you know, the backstage. And on top of that, the way that you're booking yourself for collision is on some Hulk Hogan stuff because you always main event and it always has to be thirty minutes. And it has to be a fucking tag match or one on one match or a main event and it's like it's it's too much. And you were going to the biggest event ever. Uh, to verse your career rival, and you spent about five minutes talking about him on the build up too, because you have other feuds that you decided you wanted That's to three, build at That's the same three time. Three different feuds on one show. <laughs> three different feuds on but, one fucking show. On one show, yep. But I wanted all of us to kind of get our stuff out to lead to the contrarian here, because he's been quiet. Stacking. Oh, yeah, he, he definitely has the defense. That's stacking. Why. You, the, 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 the floor is yours. Sovereign Here time. is the defendant for Phil Brooks. <laughs> He's going to be to the, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the day is dawn. <laughs> Your Honor, and if it pleases the court. Now, uh, so here's, here's, my, here's, my, here's my perspective on it. Here's my perspective on it. We can say that, you know, he is coming in as the guy who is supposed to help in ratings, in merch, in storylines and ideas. But we also, and, and we can say that he's fucking it up. And to a large extent, that's true. However, at the same time, we also have to look at what is happening when he is talking to people. Yes, is he approaching people the wrong way? quite possibly a number, number of times. But there's also plenty of people that he is approaching and are taking his suggestions or taking his advice and working with him. And it seems to come across as though it's, you know, it's we're acting as though it's a completely one-sided conversation, as though he is the only person who is making some kind of mistake. On the flip side, it's also on the people that he is talking to and how they receive the information and what they do with that information. I'm not saying in any way, shape, or form that he is some kind of a saint, that he is perfect, and that everything he's doing, it's all the other people's fault. I would never do that. I haven't said that on here ever. However, I also look at what are the what are the what are the responses from the people that he or that he is uh, that he is speaking to. In the case of Jack Perry. Perry is very young. Perry is in the, in the business and in life. And it's a combination of, yes, I get that you rented the car. Yes, I get that you want to do this spot. And yes, I get that it's approved from management. But to some of y'all point about how he's supposed to be helping people be a better heel and this, that, and the third, Punk's telling you this is a, an effective way to draw heat in this moment. But how do you sustain that long term? How do you how do you make yourself a better heel long term? And is that necessarily giving people a glass spot with a with a rented car? How does that affect you uh, over time? Because right now to get heat, you're putting yourself through a glass windshield of a car. But in order to keep getting heat more and more and higher and higher, you have to keep upping the ante, upping the stakes. And ultimately, for a match that is going to be on the pre-show, is it worth the danger of going through a glass windshield? Yes, it could be approved by management. Yes, you could want to do it. 
but is it smart long-term for you? Now, how he conveys that thought, that's on him. But it's also how it's received and how the other person responds. For every person that is having a negative complaint about CM Punk, there's also people that have positive words to say about him. People like the Darby Allens. People like the Ricky Starks. Uh, Ricky Starks, we for months, for months, people were talking about how buried Ricky Starks was, about how he wasn't being utilized properly. Collision starts, and through CM Punk, not 100% because of CM Punk, but through CM Punk, Ricky Starks is able to become a top-level heel on a show. Through other, through different people being able to, again, I'm, again, I'm not saying he was talking to him in a calm, normal manner, whatever. That's not my point. My point is, if you know that this person is this way, it you're supposed to almost, there's a, it's a quid pro quo on both sides. It, the, the more people are, are willing to listen to him, not saying everybody has to follow his ideas. I'm saying how you respond to the person talking to you, that helps in the long term change how he talks in general. It's a back and forth between both sides. I'm not saying that he doesn't have to improve. I'm saying that if a lot of the times he is talking to people, it's not coming, it's they're not taking, they're not understanding it. It's going to make him be a little bit different each time he has the conversation with them. I am sure that when he has a conversation with Ricky Starks about something, it's not taken the same way that Jack Perry takes it. I'm sure when he when Jade Cargill was told, you're going to be using a chair for this segment, and she says, I don't know how to use a chair. And they said, well, you're just going to have to figure it out. And she goes, and she has to go to Punk and say, how do I use a chair? We just heard uh, Becky Lynch talking about how Bray Wyatt helped her with a table. In that same vein, he helped Jade Cargill with a chair. There's so many different people that have positive experiences with him and a lot of times we focus on the negative and in no way shape or form am i saying that he doesn't have to improve to jaquan's point he is 44 years old you can't teach an old dog new tricks but that old dog should be willing to try to learn the new tricks and so it is on him to try to be a better person and like i said months ago if tony wants to fire the guy fire the guy i don't care it's I, I got through wrestling for seven years without the guy. I'll continue <laughs> to get through wrestling without him if he gets fired. True. Very true. I have a I have a signed punk shirt, I have a signed Jay White shirt, I have a signed Eddie Kingston shirt. Like there are plenty of people that I like beyond CM Punk. And yes, I do really I'm a big fan of the guy, but I can get by without him. It's not the end of the world for me. However, I sitting in a bag, so hey, I'm <laughs> I just, I just look at it. I just look at it, and I see, and I see that. For you look at it from all sides, basically. Right. You're, you're, yeah, you're, that, bang, you're playing all. devil's can, advocate. You're yeah, playing. I can absolutely, I can absolutely see where he's wrong. I can absolutely also see where other people are wrong. And I'm not just gonna like if you bring in this guy to help the company in some respects, way, shapes, and form. You need to help, let him help the company. And if it's that hard is to let him do that, right? If people have already. Like, I, I think, and I agree with everything that you're saying, because he's right as far as the age rank with Jungle Boy, because he's still young, and he didn't internalize it, probably, but also, in a sense, um, CM Punk delivery probably to people yeah. like Ricky Starks or Jade that didn't pick a side between them and Elite is probably exactly. different than but that's, people but that's that the, already but that's picked the a thing. side. That's um, the thing. People like, Darby, people like Darby and people like Ricky, they were friendly with him before 
the the elite situation happened because after the elite situation happened we got news reports of those people talking positive about him they were willing to say xyz so right. they had those positive experiences before brawl out we had right. him we had different people talking about how now granted dax is uh, a major <laughs> suck up, and that's putting it lightly. Dax and Cash, you know, yes, yeah, no, but, but Dax is the one. Dax is the one who was talking. Dax is the one. Dax is the one who was talking. Cash was too busy flashing guns at people. Uh, Dax was Dax was talking about how what Punk did with the Pinnacle when they were doing the Pinnacle storyline, how he started that storyline, bringing them into his buying them all Starbucks gift cards, what he did for the women's division as well. There are plenty of positive experiences. There's plenty of people who said, yes, we had great experiences with the guy and we've learned something. But at the same time, if you are looking at this, like what is the purpose of a business? The purpose of a business is to make money. And this, uh, the, the elite style or that, or that uh, the PWG ring of honor, whatever you want to call it style gets you into the door certain people are going to be able to help you elevate and when it comes to those ideas, when it comes to how you do things. And yes, while it is on him to say things a certain way, it is also on you to recognize this is what brought me to the game. How do I get, get better? And yes, I am a little set in my ways too. I yeah. think that certain spots are smart. I think that certain storylines are smart. But this guy who, who has been to the top, who did have a 434-day reign, who has done all these things, he has a different perspective, and it has worked for him. Let's 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 listen to the guy. Let's hear him out. Let's try to figure out how do we uh, work together. And it's also the idea of this, like, ultimately, wrestling is a retread of a retread of a retread. We get, we get new, slightly new layers of the same story. And what all this guys, what this guy's saying is that this these particular things have worked historically. And yes, you don't I, need to do all. I'm, like, I'm gonna have to stop you. I'm about to say I'm gonna give you the Damian Priest face right here. That's why I did this. You, you, no, let him cook. Let him cook. No, let him cook. Let him cook. I like what you're saying. You said that retread. I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. But you said that retread thing. I remember a retread of a young kid who was became a world champion back in the late aughts, who was told by a veteran that everyone respected backstage, maybe you shouldn't wear all this bummy clothes. Maybe you should wear a suit. <laughs> and that young man told him, nah, that's not me. And then proceeded to lose the world championship to that older guy a month later. And eventually, that young man learned his lesson. So maybe that young man, who is now an old man, should take his own advice and maybe let these youngsters learn from their mistakes like he did. That's true. That's true. And to and to, but that also reinforces my point that certain other people are a little bit on the younger side and they're not going to receive that information very well. He is trying. And like I said, Undertaker probably had a different way of talking. Maybe Undertaker just was like, to your point, a nice polite way about it. Maybe Taker also was like, put on a fucking suit, you idiot. Wear a fucking suit. Exactly. Like how like how 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 is that person talking, right? So but look, it's he's become what he's hated. That's what the no, 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 yes, I I I I'm, I'm agreeing with you there. I'm agreeing with you there, but I'm also saying in the same way that punk didn't want to listen to Taker. 
Perry didn't want to, doesn't want to listen to Punk, and other people don't want to listen to Punk. I'm all, all I'm saying is that if Punk was wrong, no, no, if Punk was wrong, if Punk was wrong in that moment for not wanting to be more amenable to what Taker was saying then, then Perry is also wrong in this moment for not being more amenable to what Punk wants to say. All I'm saying what, is that what, what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say as a, as a contradiction to that is sure. maybe Punk should look within and just say, I turned out right, all right, and I didn't listen to The Undertaker. Maybe he's <laughs> going to turn out all right, not listen to me. Sure, like, but, but, but here's the thing. Here, no, here's, a, here's, here's the thing. And, you know, and, 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 we, and we always say, we always say. I get what Stat King is saying, though. I get what you're saying, Stat King, because y'all are talking like. We all say with age comes wisdom. And every single morning when he wakes up and he has those injuries and he has those nagging pains and then he sees that Perry wants to do that, there's a part of him that's like, yeah, it worked out for me, but I don't think this guy should fucking be doing this shit. I'm pretty sure that if somebody went to Mick Foley and asked him about hardcore advice, Mick's going to tell them not to do everything that he did. I'm pretty sure that Kurt Angle is literally talking now about how much pain he is in for some of the things that he did. And I'm sure that if people are talking to Kurt Angle about uh, what to do and how to learn and this, that, and the third, he's telling them don't do certain things. With age comes the wisdom. But in this situation, all I'm trying to say is that it's not just 100% on him. It's a shared blame across the board. And yes, ultimately, it does also fall on Tony Khan, because if you're going to bring this guy in, you need to have those conversations with him, with the roster. You need to have more of a backbone in order to do these things. Like, I, I, I've seen plenty of, uh, of, of, of situations in, in, in where I work of leaders failing. This is also a Tony Khan issue. Like, there's so many different people who are failing for multiple different reasons. However... It always comes across as though the the easiest person to blame and the best person to blame because it's just for the sake of content, material, memes, whatever, is CM Punk. And that's that's his lot in life. I that's that's just what he is, and that's who he's gonna be. He's gonna be the fall guy for a lot of this because everybody's like, oh well, AEW was really great before he got there, all this kind of stuff. Yes, they got a TV deal, yes, they were able to do these things, but there's a certain plateau that they are reaching. Whether he's whether he was uh, uh, on Dynamite uh, or or not, there is a certain plateau that that show on Wednesday is reaching ratings wise. Whether it's overall or demo, I don't know. Maybe there's a way if you if if they were willing to work with him more, that they could raise that plateau. It just seems as though there should be a willingness to try to listen to your veterans. Yeah, he said stop, and stop like, making it seem like he disco inferno. And and a lot and a lot of these veterans, <laughs> yeah, like a lot of these veterans, a lot of these <sighs> veterans in in that locker room, people like particularly like Chris Jericho, they want to feel that sense of youth again. They want to feel as though they're young. They're gonna be willing to do what those young kids want to do. They're gonna be willing to say, yeah, sure, it's fine. Ultimately, because it doesn't affect Jericho in the long run, he's gonna make his money, and he's already made his money. Someone like Sting understands his limitations and does what he does, yes, but he does it with Darby. Sting's never does does singles matches. He does it with Darby. Darby's there to protect him. Darby's there to take the, the most of the brunt. These some of these veterans work with 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 the with the with the with the kids, but they're understanding what their limitations are and they're not 
going to say, yeah, you know, like Sting's not trying to be that single star anymore. So he's like, it's not my place to be telling these people such and such. This guy still is because the company wants him to be. Let's not forget. I mean, maybe Sid, you know, that uh, of a different uh, uh, story on this, but he didn't want to be world champion. Tony made him world champion. Tony said, this is what I want. And he said, yes, boss. So it's like, well, he, he can't, he, either way, he's getting, he's, he's getting cut on both sides. So what you're saying is damned if you do and damned if you don't. That's exactly. Okay. Exactly. Pretty much. Yeah. I, I will, I will say though, you, you, you said a lot there. And the one part that I did get was when you said Kurt Angle and the undertaker and they have people ask them for advice. CM Punk did not have anybody ask him no, for it, advice. He's, but they're not part of they're not part of locker rooms. But, but what point. I'm what I'm trying to say is that I feel that you're 100 right. You're 100 right. This this blame goes all across, and most of the blame goes to Tony Khan. But I feel like CM Punk uses the fact that it goes across the board to his advantage, and then it's like negate in his head. He's negating his blame in this. That's what it seems like, and that's oh, what course. I think he, is he, the he, real like, issue in all look, of this. But like I said, like I said, this is only part one. There's more to the story <laughs> that we got to get into here. So part two here in the latest Wrestling Observer uh, radio, it was noted that um, the security escort uh, CM Punk to his locker room after his match with Samoa Joe. According to Brian Alvarez, Perry was then removed from the building. Punk stayed in his locker room for, for an indeterminate amount of time before security arrived to remove him. House of Wrestling, uh, Nick Hausman had more details on the whole incident and uh, one note conflicts with the earlier report. Punk was said to be waiting in gorilla position backstage before his match when Perry walked up to him after his own match with Hook. Punk asked Perry if he had something to say and things escalated from there. Uh, Perry then told Punk to do something about it. Punk shoved Perry, who shoved him back, and then Punk put him in a chokehold. Punk reportedly viewed this as him trying to prevent the situation from getting any worse as he is a trained fighter and didn't want to fight Perry. The latest report suggests that no punches were thrown. After the incident, Punk went to the dressing room and cleaned up and then spoke with security. Punk knew things got out of hand and allegedly asked security if it would be better for everyone if he left. He was told no one was asking him to leave, but it might be easier if he did. He agreed and walked out on his own. It was then noted he went to his hotel, ordered Nando's for talent, and that he planned to meet up with after the show. Finally, it was noted there hasn't been a lot of communication between Punk and AEW since AEW All in London. A new report had even more details with Fightful Select reporting that Perry had told some people that he was planning to make a comment during his match on the All in Zero Hour show with Hook, where he said the it's real glass, Crimea River. Uh, the report notes that there were a lot of eye-rolling and this again reactions to the entire backstage altercation. The report makes it clear uh that as with the reports uh thus far that they weren't at they weren't at the altercation as with most situations the stories are inconsistent depending on who you speak to while punk's side of the story has been very clear there has been some details coming in from the other side a uh, one source noted that uh claimed with 100 certainty that perry didn't throw the first punch punk shoved him and put him in a choke 
There were several stories that vary from punk shoving, pie facing, and throwing a punch at Perry. One person claimed that Samoa Joe was trying to play peacemaker and keep other people out of it. Several people said that Punk asked Perry if they had a problem, and Perry called for the line, uh, called the line his receipt for Punk starting something online regarding the collision situation. According to people close to Punk, there wasn't much communication between himself and Tony Khan. Afterwards, Punk uh, reportedly told some people that he hates this place in reference to the regular issues in the company. Neither of the two were at the all-in after party, and they left the venue at different times. It's noted that the production team were told of a potential switch in matches due to the situation with the Golden Elite and Bullet Club Gold match being moved up. And according to Wrestling Observer Newsletter, there are perhaps unsurprisingly conflicting, even more conflicting stories. Uh, Perry was uh, planning to take a bump on the glass to explain his absence with the original situation. He had a planned, a pre-planned week off for a vacation in Hawaii. The time off had already been improved at that point, so he wanted to explain it and build to a future matchup. And Punk and Perry had that argument, which led to the whole line being set at all in. However, AEW uh, reportedly, you know, approved everything and it wasn't it wasn't anyone who told Punk to go uh, about this in this manner. Perry never said anything about the argument after it happened, and it was believed things were settled. However, once the story about Ryan Nemeth uh, being sent home broke, Punk or someone close to him mentioned the Perry incident. Perry thought that it made him look bad publicly as he thought the same. Some reported it to make him look like he was trying to find a way to miss a show. However, he didn't say anything publicly. Instead, he made the comment at all in. Also from the Wrestling Observer newsletter with the whole brawl in that it motivated talent to put on great matches. Additionally, uh, from Dave Meltzer's sources, he said, and I quote, it kind of brought everyone together and Samoa Joe was the real, a real leader in this situation, talking CM Punk to perform on the show. Also, it should be noted that the original plan, according to Fightful Select, was for All Out's main event to be CM Punk versus Ricky Starks for the Real World Championship. And they also provided further details about the investigation, saying that there is CCTV footage from Wembley Stadium as they have cameras all around the backstage area that will probably be used in this investigation. They've been collecting statements and interviews about what happened. Notably, it was, it was also said that there is footage Footage of what happened and there are cameras all around the building there were also been rumors of an argument between Miro and Punk which we'll get into in our third part here and then the also final note is that Punk and Tony Khan had an interaction that was contentious but no other details were provided it was later mentioned that uh, Punk cursed at Khan and talked and talked down to him saying that he reportedly wanted to quit because of that whole situation this is not a work we should report but Punk was said to be in a good mood when he received his award at the Cauliflower Alley Club this week. So, Keeks, I'll go to you first here. What do you think about this whole investigation? What do you think is going to be found out? And as far as the CM Punk side, he says that it feels like people are against him. And basically, there's a conspiracy against him to not have him be, you know, happy and successful in AEW. Do you think that's the case? Um... I'm not going to sit up here and probably deny that to Stat's point of view because <laughs> it may be some of them because, like I said, some of them chose a side with the whole issue between the Elite and CM Punk situation. Right. So I don't put it past that 
maybe some of them do have hidden agendas um and but. Sam Park is not dumb and he knows you know you 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 cool with the ops you cool with my ops so I already know what you up to and stuff right. like that because I have that mentality so I get that um this is an eye-opener and probably a lesson to Tony Khan as well. Because some things have to happen for you to see and realize why, you know, we, we talk about Vince McMahon, why he is the way he is um, as far as how he runs his business. So some things now he's starting to see, you know, you can be a fan of the product. You can be a fan of these people, but you have to stand 10 toes and be a boss. You cannot, you know, you cannot allow, like I said earlier, you cannot allow your talent to come at you like that. Now, not to say that nobody never came at Vince because we know Bret Hart blacked his eye backstage. Uh, uh, we know that that happened. Like, those things happen. But Vince ain't gonna let nobody hit him no more. You see, nobody hits him no more. Uh, so, some things are a lesson, uh, a lesson, uh, um, a mess, uh, my granny, I always you say, a mess is a blessing in disguise. So some things have to happen in order for you to wake up and, okay, I have to start being a boss. I can't, you know, people not going to like you. That's just how it is yep, on life. Yep, people yep. going to like you and people going to dislike you, but you have to put your foot down. I've spoke on it all the time on my show in regards to the women's division, uh, Britt Baker's behavior. Like, you have to put your foot down on certain people or yep. they're just going to have this uh, crown on their head like I I I, I run the boss and, and he go through me you know what I'm saying he, they go through me so you have to put your but that's why Punk was able to curse you out and stuff like that because he knows that you're his biggest fan he knows that you're a wrestling mark you allow it yep you're allowing it so yeah. you have to put your foot down um and um what else did you ask me? Because I before I start preaching, I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to start preaching. <laughs> did you ask me? <laughs> no, you kind of you 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 basically answer answer what I was what I was asking as far as like the conspiracy against them and as far as like where do you think this investigation is going to go? Um, like I said, it it it's time for punks to go. It is just probably time for him to step to the side on wrestling like you've been there you've done that you have the resume you you are a legend regardless of his behavior because we done seen worse at least he's not out here using his political power to uh um you know mess up people uh i want to be champion and stuff like that at least he's not on no hulk hogan type shit it's just how he handles things at least he's not out here uh making people do drugs and and all of this stuff doing assaults and stuff like so he's not the worst guy in the world as far as his behavior he just has one of those um you know you really are a canary you just don't want to admit that you, you, is. you are yeah that, that's just all that is that's just his that's his problem but he's not the worst person like we've all had that mentality like we know we don't like people or we know that we're not too fond of people and they're not with us and when you have a mutual party trying to uh you know, talk to us, we automatically like, nah, you may be on some shady shit. Because I'm like that. So I get that from CM Punk. I understand him, actually. I probably understand him. Yes, I don't like him, but I do understand, understand him, him because I'm the same way. <laughs> I, I get that. So he probably, like I said, with Jack Perry, he was just like, you chose a side. You openly chose a side. So I already know how you coming. Come so I, I get it. Regardless. Right. 
he he's a Scorpio through and through. He's a Scorpio. A Scorpio. And I am too. That's why I get him. <laughs> exactly. That's why I was, I was like, you 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 get you get him because that's that's your side. So yeah, CM Punk. I, I you, we gotta accept the fact that this is a kind of a company thing, and Tony yeah. Khan is gonna be. It has to be the one that he takes, takes the blame. Most of the yep. blame for this. Yep. Because he's the one that created this issue and problem. Mm-hmm. He basically cultivated a culture where you you feel the need to go on air and do all this stuff. Yep. It started with yep. Hangman saying the line in the promo. Then Punk had to say it back to him yep. online. Then then you have Jack Perry here. You had Punk at the All Out Media Scrum. Yep. Like you need you should have put your foot down. Whatever whatever suspension. I mean, you pretty much suspended. Hangman Adam Page after Double or Nothing because we never saw him on TV afterwards. So why not just suspend him if, if that after was like, the show? That yeah, would have made yeah. Punk feel better, and maybe we wouldn't be down this road. Maybe that should have been the thing you did since you kept him off TV anyway. That's true. You're right. Well, you you're not lying. So finally, it's part three here, guys. Oh my God, and, uh, is more? I'm tired. There's more. <laughs> there's there's one final thing, and it's basically the ridiculous wrinkle in all of this, and how the stories basically got out of control during the week. Uh, basically, it seems that the real world champion had a hard time getting to his hotel. So oh as soon God. as the all in oh, story okay. came out, like what happened with the Ryan Nemeth thing and the Jack Perry story coming out that made CM Punk look good. We have to make CM Punk's team has to put out a story that makes AEW look Looks bad, bad and yep. look like the victim. So House of Wrestling reports that CM Punk wasn't met by anyone from AEW when he arrived at Heathrow Airport in <laughs> London and had to make his own way to the hotel. There was wow. no car service available on Saturday morning okay. when he texted the number given to him by AEW for his driver. It came back as invalid. Uh, so Punk elected to take a train. The train station was busy at the time he used it, which resulted in Punk getting lost. It was noted that several fans helped Punk get uh, going in the right direction. The reason Punk arrived so late was that he wanted to spend some time with his wife and dog after Wednesday's collision taping. According to Brian Alvarez on Wrestling Observer Live, Miro approached Punk after his incident with Jack Perry <laughs> to ask what happened. And Punk fired back at the Redeemer, asking him if he had a problem. And wanted to take things outside. As of now, it doesn't seem that it was a physical altercation, Alvarez said. He said, so apparently there was another incident. He said, Miro started coming up and like, what happened with Jack Perry? And CM Punk is like, so you got a problem with me? So they get in an argument and basically it's like, oh, you want to step outside? And I don't know what happened, but I do know they didn't step outside. Now Fightful Select and PW Elite reported that there was uh, debunking these rumors. According to the report, the two men had words, but it did not become a physical altercation. And it was more seen as joking and sarcastic in the way they were talking. As Miro responded to Punk saying, let's take it outside to let's take it to the ring, brother. Uh, the report also <laughs> notes that Punk, Brody King, and Miro traveled to Wembley Stadium together in the same vehicle earlier in the day. The exchange was explained as being in a joking, sarcastic manner, and Alvarez has come out and stand by his report, noting that many people that he spoke to didn't think the exchange was joking. So you see how 
rumors and stories just go like wildfire and like the whole forest is burned as Burning, a result yep. where like it, it would i mean miro miro being involved with this i was calling bs with i was like miro miro not gonna just jump into this thing it was probably not what alvarez was saying and it seems that it was that but as far as the uh the travel situation um john do people from chicago don't like uber uh, I, don't know. <laughs> 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 I do know this. I do know. I do know this. That uh, one of their like, I guess, top travel coordinators or whatever, uh, had to scrub his Twitter because uh, people went and looked at it, and he's been liking anti CM Punk mm -hmm. tweets. He yeah. calls himself the mini buck or like the third buck or whatever. So you know, to the point of, is there a conspiracy theory, uh, or is there is there some kind of concerted effort to to annoy this guy, go out of their way to, to, to needle him and go after him and all this kind of stuff. I don't know, but there seems to just be over and over and over again, something with uh, connected to the elite. And it's like, it, it's kind of this, this, it's, it's kind of this, it's, it's this weird idea of, Hey, I'd like to talk to you guys to clear the air. Your lawyer says not to. So it's like, there's nothing coming from this camp anymore. Well, to specify with the whole Twitter thing, he started liking the things when the story came out. It wasn't like a predated thing. And CM Punk knows that he's cool with the uh, with the elite. So, right. like I said, this whole story only came out because CM Punk did not look in a good light because of All In. So then he says that, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and then I'm, they I'm... also they also specified none of the talent were met by a car service. Like they specified, this was never said that this was supposed to happen. This is just something. So that wait, so, the, he so my was question then is in WWE. So and that wait, so my question, my question then is why why did there why was there a number given to him for to. For him to be able to call a car service. That's the that's the number that you contact for any type of travel. Like that's what I I don't believe that whole driver thing. Oh, I was giving. Right, I'm about to say, I shouldn't there, shouldn't have been someone there waiting for him already. Yeah, certain talent should not be having to fucking travel by a train. That's all right. I feel like all talent should have. I feel like they need to do better with that. If especially yeah, like, if they're going overseas, you need to have, have all the talent. For safety reasons too. So, so just right. have them, yeah, just have them all travel together, have rides pick them up. I'm pretty sure that's going to change when they go out there next year. But yeah, right, do better with that. I'm not, yeah, like I, I, have no, I have no idea about whether or not any of that has any, any relevance to it. It's just that you get, you keep getting these interesting stories. And why is it that the people that, seem to have issues or, or or there's this friction are people who are ultimately somehow tied to the elite and now the elite are not they're they're refusing to talk about it anymore <laughs> they're 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 not going to talk to him or anything it just seems like you know like in, in politics you won't have uh the the per the candidate running for the for for office say certain things you will have what they call surrogates those go on to the the sunday morning talk shows and the saturday shows and they kind of advance the, the candidate's agenda without the candidate having to directly say it. So that way, if the if, if a certain line of thinking or a certain phrase goes too far, the blame it falls on the surrogate and not on the actual candidate. The candidate looks clean. So it, it just seems kind of interesting that these sort of things keep happening and it keeps happening with certain people that tend to be elite surrogates. 
So, but it, it's now, but the question we don't have is, is it the elite surrogates coming at punk or is it punk basically causing right. problems with the elite right. circuits right. Yeah. to yeah. get the elite's attention to talk to him? It's that seems like the more likely sides. of the situation. Both of them. Yeah. You think both it's both? Yeah, it's both of them. Like, like you, if, if, both of them accountable. Right, both of them have to be accountable. I'm not saying the elite because they're not going to talk about it, but people are going to have this whole loyalty to them, and they should be like, "Look, stop it! It's over with." Right, we're not talking about it. Y'all don't have to keep doing it. And punk, y'all just stop. Everybody just needs to stop. Grow the fuck up. Grow it's, up. It's yep. just got. And the reason why it's funny to up. me is because it reinforces negatively the assumption that he had that it was the elite saying things about him back in the day. It keeps reinforcing it in his mind. All you're doing is making him go, well, now it's Jack Perry. Who's yep. it, it going to be next? Yep. Who's it, who? Which elite guy is it going to be next yep. that, no, is, that is causing this problem? So, like, no, for, 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 you can, I can completely, I can completely, yeah, I can completely understand where he's coming from going, it just seems like it's this group of people that keeps picking a fight with me. And it's like, that's why he's saying to Perry, hey, if you want to do this spot, do this spot. It's not even him selling, telling him not to do the spot. He's saying, don't do it on this, this show. show. Yeah. Do whatever the fuck you want on Wednesday. That's completely fine with me, but don't do it on this show. So it's like, was he really in that sense telling Perry no? In, in the idea of Perry could have easily, if they wanted to, filmed the spot on Wednesday and just aired it on, on, on Collision if they wanted to. It could have been a, a, a dynamite thing. But no, for some reason, Perry was was going to do this on collision in a dangerous spot, at least in Punk's mind. It just it, there's just certain things that it, I get the idea that he needs to be better. But why do all these little things keep having to be connected to him? It's just weird. It, it's ba it's basically it comes like we've been saying. It comes back to Tony Khan. He has to he has to do better in basically keeping these people separate so we can avoid these issues well, altogether. Ultimately, it just reinforces it, it and it also negatively reinforces his thought process that there are certain journalists that are only listening to the elite or, or elite marks or elite defenders or whatever the case may be, because we keep hearing all of these conflicting stories about as soon as anything comes out and it's like, okay, now, now what's this side going to say? What's this side going to say? And it's like, we now find out certain things from one side are debunked, certain things from another side are debunked. It's clear that, that the journalists themselves, I mean, we'll, we'll call them journalists to a certain extent. But like it, the they have they have picked sides and they're also now affecting how the the public perception of how this whole thing works. But also, it's the thing is like who put him in charge of collision? Like who? Like why? Why do I can't do it on this show? Like who told Tony you that? <laughs> like who said I have to do it on Dynamite? Why can't I do it on Rampage? Like they, we have three fucking well, shows. Well, like, why like I was explaining, he basically asked to do it on Dynamite, and they were like, sure, you could do it. You have to go rent the car to do the spot, bring it to Collision, and we'll tape it there. A lot of their pre-tapes are taped at collision, at collision for Dynamite. Got it. So it was probably something simple, and probably Tony like approved it, thinking it would be no issue, and then Punk took issue with right. it. It's it, it. it's it's everybody has certain per personality traits that just aren't gonna gonna mesh well in this company. It seems like, and hence the whole brand splitting of the two. 
Right. It, it's, it's okay. Not, like talent is not going to like each other. That's right. fine. That's said every workplace. Right. But as a boss, you have to step in and be like, I don't care if you don't like this person. You're going to you're going to work yeah. with this person because mm-hmm. if Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels can fucking work together and have right. great matches and they didn't like each other, Facts. everybody else can. We we seen Charlotte and Becky that have a whole incident and they still put on a great ass match even though we could tell that Charlotte really wanted to hit her ass and we could tell Becky really wanted to hit her ass but you're going to fucking work together and Tony has hit, to yeah. start putting that down like I don't care if you don't like this person you're going to work with this person or you can get out of here you can leave yeah right he has to start Y'all being already the boss. do these promos that no other like they already do these promos that no other wrestling company like I was too short I was too this and this and this if you don't like it you can where you going to go get out yeah. of here yeah and if you and if you and if you keep thinking about that that as a pulling pulling on that thread what is it even more reinforcing in his mind one side of this are actually named management EVPs mhm it's a problem that's yeah. Us, yeah. You giving these people Why, like if they, and, and 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 we keep, yeah. we've heard this story multiple times from multiple I mean, sources. I mean, honestly, honestly, I think that 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 is a different. You're 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 going down a whole different rabbit hole. No, 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 no. I think I think that has more to do with Punk is a little bit jealous because I think quite possibly that position quite possibly have. We got to talk more about more <laughs> stuff from AEW though. We can't talk about CM Punk. The entire episode. So you can't get that position walking right in the door. Like you have to wait your turn. Like prove yourself first. Don't start trouble like we're doing right now, and then maybe you can probably get one of these positions. But why you allowing Brian? Why you allowing Brian Danielson to get this and this and this? Because Brian Danielson's not fucking starting fights with people. Exactly. Doing his job. The last, the last, the, the only reason why I brought that up, and the last thing I'll say is again reinforcing in his mind. It's not, not just elite surrogates, you know, the idea. It's management surrogates because in his mind, elite are management. And that's why he's going to Tony and he's saying, I hate it here because it seems like the management of the company <laughs> underneath Tony is below, it is against him. But you're saying he still has issues with him? Man, shocker. I didn't know from all this. Um, Dynamite. Leah, Dynamite this week. Uh, coming off of All In, the Fallout from All In, and Go Home Show for All Out. You had uh, the Orange Cassidy getting the win in the main event, defeating Penta El Zero Metal in an awesome main event to retain the AEW International Championship and move on to face John Moxley in the main event of All Out. He cut an excellent promo afterwards, his best promo of his career, mm-hmm. uh, saying that he is he freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy and he doesn't have a catchphrase before facing off with Moxley to end the show. Moxley was on earlier in the show, beating Commander in a solid opener. You had FTR and the Young Bucks uh, following their matchup at AEW All in London. They were challenged by Bullet Club Gold for this Sunday's AEW All Out. You had a tense confrontation between former JAS members Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara as they set up their quest for tag team gold, apparently. Chris Statlander, Hikaru Shida, and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, beat Marina Shafir, Emi Sakura, and Nyla Rose. Post-match, Ruby Soho jumped Statlander ahead of this Sunday. Eddie Kingston defeated uh, Wheeler Yuta in a hard-hitting affair to retain the NJPW Strong Open Weight Championship. 
and Roderick Strong and the Kingdom confronted Adam Cole in a terrific promo exchange where Roddy announced that he will enter the Grand Slam tournament and do what Cole couldn't beat MJF and he will do it with a broken freaking neck because he's a wrestling legend. I love this Roderick Strong character. He is the MVP of the show, the highlight of the show. Keeks, what was your highlight from this week's Dynamite? Uh, it was definitely Orange Cassidy's promo and also the Orange Cassidy and Pinson match. It was it was everything. Um, Orange Cassidy, like I've said, he is honestly my wrestler of the year. Um, 32 uh, title defenses, uh, making the All-Atlantic Championship uh, prestige as it is. Um, he is one of the ones that I have seen a dynamic change on him from 2019 to today. It was beautiful to see. It, you, it goes from what the <laughs> fuck is this guy to holy shit, this guy can fucking wrestle. Like it, it goes from that to that. And um, I've always said Orange Cassidy is this representation of millennials because they call us lazy, but we work our asses off. Like we we don't feel like going to work, but when we go to work, we work. We look, we work it. Yep. Right, we work it. So I think it is definitely like a reflection of how the vets view modern day wrestlers, even if they are Seth Rollins or something like that. Like they view them as these people know they work. They don't know how to fall in line, but they know how to work. So um. Uh, his character is a representation of that. Uh, so that was definitely a highlight for me. And I hope, and they did announce that they, uh, Orange Cassidy versus Moxley is main eventing all out, which is, is great should. for him. Yep. It was a foregone conclusion after Wednesday because that was the match, the only match they really properly built for, for Thunder. So, they, yeah. You really didn't have a card until like Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought the best the best segment was Roddy and uh, the Kingdom coming at uh, Adam Cole, and Adam Cole's a horrible friend because he just lets people he 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 ran his bachelor party and then forgot about it. What? <laughs> Adam Cole, horrible friend. Roderick Strong. I care about Roderick Strong neck health. Do you, Chrissy Love? Um, I'm here for the story. I, I love it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Do I care about him per se? Not really, but I like the story. Um, <laughs> and I just like that they're showcasing not just like, we didn't need MJF to be there. Like he didn't have to be on the show to like, let's show the other side of the story and like what's the other pillars of why this story is going to unfold. Cinema, it's the story, it's the, it's the plot. Cause it's not showing on other shows right now because we've lost all of that. We will talk about that soon, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, so, but yes, uh, I'm here for it all in, the, in their showcase in the kingdom, finally getting some type of like talking and like being out there and there because they're part of it. So let them speak and let them be a part of this storyline. And I, I can't wait to see what the outcome will be. Indeed. Uh, some news coming out of Dynamite or over this uh, week is some good news. We got good news for AEW, really? y'all. Are you sure? Uh, Brian huh. Danielson is on his way back. The Yay! Wrestling Observer reports that Brian Danielson may be set to make his AEW return at WrestleDream next month. The event, ironically, will be in Danielson's home state of Washington in Seattle on October 1st. Uh, that was announced during the uh, post-all-in media scrum. We got another AEW pay-per-view to look forward to. Danielson, who broke his arm at Forbidden Door, was told he would be 
able to return in October. The Wrestling Observer newsletter notes it would be a photo finish with how early the pay-per-view takes place in the month, but it is possible. Another return set to happen is Bandito. He recently underwent surgery for his wrist injury, and he picked a picked up in June 2023 in a match against Kanosuke Tatesta. Uh, he Dave Meltzer has provided a further update saying that Bendito has to cast off his wrist, so he should be back soon. He got the pin uh, taken out. Uh, taken out two weeks ago, and September was originally when he was expected to return. I'll go to you, Stat King. Who do you think versus Brian Danielson at Wrestle Dream? Ooh, that's that's tough. In, in, a, in a perfect world, depending on how healed up he is, I would love to see ZSJ or Cassiari Shibata. That would just be amazing. But whether you know whether he's wrestling on the card or not, you can't have a pay per view in the in the lair of the dragon. And not have some kind of an appearance from the dragon. So, right. at the he's very least, yeah, the very least, if he if he's there, even if it's for a promo segment, that'll that'll be great. I agree there, uh, Bandito. What do you what do you see for Bandito upon his return, Keeks? I want to see him wrestle his brother for for funny reasons only. Like I have to see that. Like he's seeing gravity come out, and he's just looking like, oh my god. <laughs> I, I think that would be a dope match, though, if you did Bandito mm -hmm. and Gravity versus Lucha Bros. Ooh, that would be fun. Yeah, Lucha. put him like put him paired up with his brothers just for a little bit, just for fun. Mexicans just, just jumping around, having a great yeah. Match. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, uh, we had last week Collision. Uh, they did uh, just over five hundred thousand uh, viewers, so it had a little bit of a boost here. Uh, you had CM Punk, Darby Allen, Sting, and Hook beating Brian Cage, Swerve Strickland, Luchasaurus, and Jay White in a fun. All in all star tag main event post match Samoa Joe, who was on commentary, brawled with CM Punk before laying him out to end the show. Before all in, you had Willow Nightingale picking up a victory over Robin Renegade, and Hook made his return to confront uh Jack Perry, taking him out ahead of all in, ahead of taking a loss though. And then you had <laughs> then last night you had Rampage. Uh, it featured a very, very controversial result as the Dark Order, John Silver and Alex Reynolds win the ROH Tag Team Battle Royale to earn the opportunity to verse better than you, baby, for the, for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. Perfect. <laughs> this is cute, but they're not going to win. Terrible. No, no, no. I, mean, I, I love it because Dark Order is perfect on Ring of Honor. They need to go that, to Ring of Honor. Yeah. They, they're perfect for it. That is true, but they were going for the trios titles. What? What? How did this come about? Right. Like, how did this happen? Um, like, I, I think something happened with um um um. Dark um, um, Order um, team. Each one they go for the tag titles. Why would they not even put them in a match? Like, it doesn't make sense. No, no, have them no because they they've been cooking at Ring of Honor, so it may just have them there because they don't really have a. I don't want to say they don't have a place, but they don't really stand out when they're on Dynamite and Collision. Unfortunately, when Brody when we lost Brody Lee, uh, you know it it, it lacklustered a little bit for them. So, but and they, they can't follow cooking. Hangman, right? And then of course it was just like. You know, Hangman didn't really want to be, you know, a babysitter, right? So he's like, he's like the the, the football player. So they can go to Ring of Honor. 
He's like the football player who tested positive for drugs and got kicked off the football team and started sitting with the nerds in high school. Right, right. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it is like that. Uh, speaking of Hankman, Adam Page, he picked up a victory over Brian Keefe in a battle of the Cowboys last night. And you also had uh, Sky Blue and Willow Nightingale picking up a victory over Taya Valkyrie and Anna Jay in the main event. So, AEW, what is your kind of feelings, uh, Keeks, as we wrap up AEW, what we miss? Going into All Out, are you looking forward to the card? How did this past week in AEW get you ready coming off of that big event at All In and heading into All Out? Um, I, I know, unfortunately, like when um, they announced during the uh, the media uh, call-in that it, it had to be like last-minute changes due to the illnesses that happened. And also, uh, you know, the Florida hurricane that's happening. And, um, you know, we were supposed to get that main event with Ricky Starks. I hate that for Ricky Starks because that was probably going to be his moment. And now he's in some few with Ricky Steamboat, which it, it may pick up for him. Maybe they will add Santana on to it. Somebody, because I don't see him wrestling no Ricky Steamboat because Ricky Steamboat back is not there. So it, it's going to be somebody to step in for him. It's just a matter of who it is. Who it is, I know yeah. it's not going to be Jericho because Jericho's on Dynamite. And Jericho, you know, that's his hero. But I know they're doing something with Sammy. So it's going to be somebody I don't um, – I guess we have to wait and see. You're going to at least uh, expect. You're going to at least expect that person. Right. We're going to at least expect it. So it's very unfortunate for Ricky Starks. I, I really hate that for him, like uh, missing out on that main event. So hopefully they make it up for him uh, because that had nothing. That incident with CM Punk had nothing to do with him. And I, right. I, I hate that he, yep. you know, is dealt with the card that he is dealt with because of that shit. Um, but rightfully so, I am looking forward to Miro and, um, in a uh, powerhouse Hobbs, that's going to be big meat, mm. meaty men. <laughs> yeah. uh, I am big. looking forward to, of course, Orange Cassidy and Moxley. I am looking forward to Kenny Omega versus our Soup King, Cinnabon God. That's what I call him. Um, <laughs> Cinnabon? I, yeah, the Cinnabon, Cinnabon God. Yeah. You know, that's the Cinnabon Great. God. He go to eat Cinnabon like crazy. And um, I am looking, I also am looking forward to Chris Statland and Ruby Soho. I know they are going to deliver as we want better for the women's division in AEW, but I know that those two are going to go. It's probably going to be a better match than the women's, uh, the women's match that was on All In. I feel like they're going to be better than them. Uh, and I am looking forward to the eight-man tag. Um, and also, I want to congrats Shane Taylor for being part of the all-out card. That was another shocker to me. I, I didn't see it coming, but hey, fuck it, we ball. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'll take it. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's some interesting stuff. And I, I, I've been saying all week, I think by the end of the show, we're going to be saying that it was a good show and it wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. But we are hopeful you enjoyed the show specifically, Keeks, because you were excellent. Got so many uh, chats in the in the comments saying that they love you, they like this chick. Uh, they're gonna be too. listening to the content. <laughs> love y'all too. Love you. Thank y'all for having me on. You know, I know that y'all been trying to get me out here in the time because of my been my job and stuff like that. But I'm happy to be on, and I definitely gotta have y'all on on mine. So. 
You already know. Yeah. Just let us know. We we coming through. If you need the the CM Punk, uh, you know, def, defendant, uh, you know, defense attorney. Oh, yeah, I definitely, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, and definitely, Miss Chrissy. Yeah, I definitely gotta gotta have y'all on for sure, for sure. Keith, let the people know where they can follow you on social media. When they can listen to your content, your show over on Public Enemies Podcast YouTube channel. The floor is yours. Yes, y'all follow me on All Elite with Keeks on Twitter. Um, or if you can't find it, just follow Public Enemies. I am in the bio. Um, it's the same way on Instagram, the same handle. Every Monday on live at 9 or 8 Central Time, because I am in Texas. Obviously, y'all can hear it in my accent. Um, make What's sure fine? you tune in. And if you don't like AEW, that is fine. I'm here <laughs> for fair criticism. I'm not one of those... Um, they do nothing wrong type. You're not going to get they do nothing wrong for me. You're going to get a little bit of that should have been better. That should have been better. That should have been better. <laughs> okay, I'm going to keep it 100. I'm going to keep it. What she said, well, honey, I'm going to keep it that. <laughs> okay, so make sure y'all follow. Thank y'all for having me on. Y'all make sure y'all yes. enjoy Collision. Y'all make sure y'all watch all out. But we bow. We here. Yep. We out here. We out here. We out here. We here. I love it. Where you from again? We're part of Texas. Yes. Yeah. You're Dallas. Dallas. Okay. Hey, I love it. I love it. I love how you came up early with us. My sister, thank you so much for coming on. We're going to definitely have you Always on great to have another girl I'm, on the show. Probably, but, but, <laughs> I'm probably going to tell Romeo to hit you up in like a month or so because they got to get you back on. I love the yes, energy. Please. love the vibes, all right? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> have a good Take one. Care. Enjoy the weekend. Bye. Enjoy all out, all right? That was Keeks. Definitely go out of your way. We're going to add uh, her social medias to the description if you guys want to check her out on all the social media platforms and show some love. Subscribe over to the Public Enemies podcast because they're doing so much great work. But you get one great content creator and you come in with another oh great one. Someone that that Chrissy's been asking me to have back on because she loves when she's on here. And she was actually with us last year when we were here in Chicago. She right. came on the show and we were talking before Clash at the Castle. She is from across the board, from Fightful, Mark Order Podcast, everywhere else. It is Kate. She's back. Hi, Finally. Oh my God. Is this the one year anniversary of when I got everybody doing shots on here? Oh no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I was such a menace a year ago. How are you guys? <laughs> How are you, if you want to say say, say the mic. Yes. Oh, I got the mic now. What's up, Kate? How are you doing? It's beautiful. Oh, What's hi. going on? Let's go. Oh my god. Let's That's go. Yeah, that neat. was um I I saw sober guy and a in in the spirit of finding out it was not an addiction thing, I was like, "Well, let's challenge that. Let's let's mess with that a little bit. Let's see how untrue we can make sober guy JJ." But very, very, very excited to be back here. Always excited to be with Chrissy too. Oh my goodness! I love you. I love you. 
he said he wants to take a shot oh, now. I mean, yeah. There you go. Wait, okay, FYI, guys, I am not an alcoholic. Sober guy was just like a thing because I stopped drinking because I was How about like, this? I'll take really one working with you. out and getting my life together. Well, hold you know, get hold away on. with Jesus. I don't know if I'll take one last Jesus. time yeah. was that people had to send in super chats to make you guys take shots. I was trying right. to get some money yeah. over yeah. here. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. just being a menace. Don't, don't say that. That was that was me. That was actually that was actually Kate's great idea though. That's uh. We got a bunch of love for Kate in the chat. The K Bang Gang. Oh, I love I'm gonna that. assume that is in in good faith and not interpreted. Right, 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 right. Exactly. No, I, I think <laughs> it's for the bang. You're, you're, it is for the bang. Yeah, they're they're already today, but I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I'm just saying, let's not like. This isn't the thing we need to clip and put out on Twitter or anything. I think that we can just keep that here. Within the family, but no, I appreciate it. I, I love dropping by here. I've been trying to get back, but my schedule's just been stupid. So very, very happy to be back on here. And a double SP3 week for me because I needed someone to pinch hit last minute on Thursday. And SP3's always got my back. I love it. Aww. I love it. And we, and we ranted <laughs> about why ZSJ wasn't on All In. So that was great. Great time. We there. did. Well, they gave us a 57-minute episode. And we had an hour and a half to do a review. So we were going to complain on the internet about Zack Sabre Jr. not being at All In. That's it. <laughs> great show. Check it out. Over at Fightful. <laughs> <laughs> not all in. Ah, forget Ooh. Fightful. This is... Two heel heat morning. Let's go. Let's, let's, let's go. go. Let's, let's go. get into some <laughs> WWE from last night. And I'm ready to talk about how WWE is fumbling the fucking bag. Oh my on this God. Yo. Last Yo, night. This was a terrible had... episode. Terrible. Terrible. Last night terrible. you had this show featuring John Cena making his return where he was confronted by Jimmy Uso who compared Cena to Roman Reigns oh before God. Cena responded that the wrong Uso quit and then proceeded to give the AA to Jimmy Uso like he was a damn chump. Then we had uh, Jimmy Uso uh, barge into Adam Pierce's office where he got into a very contrived argument with Meechin, where Meechin overreacted and went to the OC to complain. And AJ Styles then overreacted for him to approach uh, Jimmy Uso and push him down. Then Solo Sokoa shows up and he's like, you can't leave the bloodline unless we say so. Leading to AJ Styles versus Solo Sokoa, with Sokoa defeating AJ Styles in the main event, thanks to an assist from Jimmy Uso, who hugged his brother afterwards because he wants to be back in the family and back with the bloodline, then put his one up and attacked AJ Styles after Paul Heyman talked Solo off of attacking him. You are not Jake, oh, friend. You cannot okay. do this. Uh, Shotzi <laughs> defeated Bailey thanks to help from Charlotte Flair taking out damage control. You had Grayson Waller and uh, Austin Theory defeated LWO's Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar in a fun opener. And you had a fantastic go-home promo exchange between LA Knight and The Miz for WWE Payback. All in all, this was a show. Kate, you review it over on Fightful. Was it a show? What was your reaction to how WWE progressed the Bloodline saga with Jimmy Uso, who was the first to leave the Bloodline, 
<laughs> who spent weeks talking to his brother to get out of the bloodline because they did not want Roman Reigns as the tribal chief, who then proceeded to be attacked and sent to the hospital by the bloodline, who then proceeded to betray his twin brother who was trying to fight to get Roman Reigns to stop being tribal chief, which I thought that was what Jimmy Uso was trying to do in the beginning, yep. for him to come back this week and want to be back in the family. They don't what know is your reaction, Kate? So what's funny is Chrissy like had her camera off there for a second. Her avatar was the Damian Priest oh. face. And that's basically kind of like how I feel about yep. this. It's actually, yep. I don't, this is better than any words I could say, but I think what their justification might be is this whole idea was, um, you know, I didn't want my brother to turn into the next Roman Reigns or the next John Cena. And I thought Jimmy actually did a good job on the mic trying to linchpin all that together. Um, right. And I think, oh, there's, there's a really long but coming okay. at the end of this, but as long as we're on the same page, kid, that's all I wanted to know. Okay, great. Oh okay. god, no, this is this is not good, and this is the problem of the extension of the story without Roman being around. And I think Jimmy coming in to help Solo might be the way that they're going to try and recruit Solo over to their side of things. Of just like, where was Roman? I was the one backing him up, right? So um, all this time that you were out, I was the one that had Solo's back because. Jimmy's problem is with Roman. Jimmy's problem isn't with Solo Sokoa as much. So this might be them trying to win Solo Sokoa over to their side. That is what I think their justification is. I think it's really bad. I don't think it's good. I feel like in the same way that they go to Brock Lesnar when it's getting stale, they also now are trying to do that with John Cena. It's like, well, we got right. this far and we've run out of gas realistically with the bloodline. How do we make people care about it? Enter John Cena. Hollywood's on strike. Let's pull him out over into this. So uh, sure. I, I forgot all about that. You're right. Why bring John Cena? Oh, yeah, because he's not working right now. No, so let's bring him over here and pay him a couple of dollars and, you know, have him come cut a promo, look like a dad still with the damn outfit on, <laughs> the, the shorts. And just like, let's just have him come and like do a look. Yay. John Cena's here. That's it's the over-reliance on the alumni of, of that, right? Like, it's the over-alumni, or over-reliance on the stars that we made Smack two decades ago failing. or whatever. Yeah, it's failing. And what's frustrating is I think there's a lot, actually a lot of opportunities where you could have people from NXT come up and face yes. Um, And we're now back to the John Cena side of things. I think John Cena hosting Payback is a good thing. He did say he's going to be around for a few months, so I'm assuming he's going to be trying to get us to Royal Rumble season. Uh, but yeah, it's a little, it's not great. It's not great, and it's it's a bummer because it just, it's what happens when you're overextending what was a perfect story. Like it, it's yeah. just started to feel like it was yep. going downhill a little bit and then came back up, and going downhill yeah. a little bit and then came back up. But like, if Jay, yeah, and if. If Jay's not the one to dethrone him, you've kind of exhausted every great option that you've built. Yep. Uh, you, yep. you didn't split the titles at Clash at the Castle with Drew. You didn't do it with Sammy. You didn't do it with Cody. It's like, how many more baby faces are you going to build up to not dethrone this guy? Jay's the one that served the story, and it's not going to be him. He's from the Maybe. beginning of the story. He's from the the, yeah. the the peak of like where it all started in exactly. the pandemic. So it's like, exactly. why wouldn't you use him? Yeah, and honestly, if Hollywood is shut down, where's Roman? Like, to be honest, like I don't, I don't understand if like that applies to John Cena. How that's not applying to Roman at the same time? So, correct. Uh, well, we got it, it, we got it, people in the chat asking it to apply to Rocky as well. So, 
<laughs> I mean, yes, this could he could no. Well, he's actually in Maui. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there the Rock go. is busy. He's a he's in Maui trying to get you know money over there for the homeland. So you know that's a different thing over there. So that's something totally you know he's he's busy, but you know not busy if you want to say that or whatever. But he's busy. Yeah, that's fair. that's fair. Uh, Jaquan, you you've been complaining about this Jimmy Uso thing even before I watched the episode. So what did you what did you think about this latest development? Uh, it was complete shit. I'm yeah. sick of this shit. Um, they don't know where they're going, and the fact that they're gonna have to drag this out for a few more months, seeing how Roman won't be back anytime soon, and Jay quit. So supposedly, obviously, yeah, well, yeah, you know, a quit allegedly. <laughs> So I don't, I really don't know where they go. Like, do they, do they build, do they have Jimmy like have like singles fuse to like make him seem like a threat leading to his feud with Jay? Um, I don't, but I mean, Mr. S already played out. So I don't know how they're going to keep the fans interest in the bloodline storyline. Right. Especially when you have two of the top people of the storyline not being there for months. Right. They quit. Right. Roman's not scheduled to be back for another few more months. So it's like, how do you how do you jump back on it, Pauls? How do you jump back on the storyline and get people to to be interested again? Because I'm already over it. I was over after the SummerSlam match, which was not that good. And Roman, one thing about Roman, he's been able to have tell a good story in his matches since turning heel, ironically, starting with Jay. And that and the SummerSlam match didn't deliver to that aspect. And like you it's things are now making no sense. And I feel like they're just trying to hold on to like every little bit they can to with this bloodline straight line because they know people are invested and interested in it. And now it's about to bite them in the ass. Because yeah. there's no do you do you hold do you hold out Jay and Jimmy to mania? That's impossible. Even with Roman, what does Roman do? You right. can't not have Roman have like a like a, a good feud heading into mania. Because obviously we know he's not losing the belt until Cody finishes the story next year. So what do you do? It's like they built, they booked themselves into a corner, and even rushing this the bloodline storyline. Like I could have let that play out if I wanted to go this route. But all that, I should just let that bloodline storyline play out a little bit more. Yep. Because you have Jay. You had and, them one. Yep. You could have had them in there yeah. and like try to like figure out how to get the yeah, belt back like, or something. Like little, there's so many ways that they could have like wrote the story yeah. or whatever. Like let's yeah. finish the story. How can we finish the story if there's really no no middle part for the story? Right. They should have jumped right into. Roman turning on Jay and them. Mm-hmm. That, if this is the route that we're going to no, go. No, it's the it's the Jimmy Uso. Like yeah, it's Jimmy, it's it's not it's, it's not it's not any like like rocket right. science. It's the Jimmy Uso turn just right. came at the wrong time. But it's the execution around that as well yeah, because right. you can have him turn in August and get you to WrestleMania. Kane premier Kane debuts in October of 1997. He doesn't have his first match with the Undertaker until WrestleMania. Why? The Undertaker doesn't want to fight his brother. Pretty simple. You right. that gets you all the way to WrestleMania. Yep. Dominic Mysterio turns in September of 2022. Doesn't weird. fight Rey Mysterio until WrestleMania. Why? Rey Mysterio doesn't want to fight his fight son. Him. Yeah, he doesn't want Dominic can't there. wrestle. They but yeah, already blew that <laughs> by having Jay. Jimmy attack Jay and then Jay attack Jimmy. Jimmy. It's already and done. Quits. And then and then quits. He doesn't. There's no explanation to it. There's even no explanation why he quit. He just kicked Roman. Solo and then Jimmy produces. I quit. I'm out. The other piece what? of this is if this sense? is your hottest story, like I am fully of the belief that this story and all of WWE would have been made better by if Roman just dropped the title in the process. 
Yeah. Like the bloodline falling apart because Roman lost. What may have made more sense. So yes. much more sense. And I, I continue to not understand this. And I feel like this happens a lot in wrestling companies. So it's probably me. But like, <laughs> if you can build up. A lot of wrestling companies, that means it's not true. <laughs> well, it's. If you can have like an, the hottest story and a title picture, why aren't you doing that when you have so many hours of programming, right? Like, if you can have the bloodline stuff happening outside of the title picture, how are you not having like this extremely high proven draw and also Cody Rhodes or whoever as your champion right. yeah. working separately or at the very <laughs> least splitting the titles? I thought the perfect way to extend the story was that Roman loses one title and then he's going mad holding on to the remaining right. title and you can play that out for as long as you want. You could have done well, that. To be so, fair, they booked themselves into a corner with Roman having titles since last WrestleMania when he fought Brock yeah. and they unified the belts because they didn't know what the fuck they were doing heading into that mania. They were so just honestly, screwing over Big E for no yeah, reason. Exactly. That's what they, they were they, doing. They, they ruined, <laughs> to be honest, they ruined the Roman title shit since last WrestleMania in my eyes. Because they don't know... They but don't but know Kate already doing. said they had... Plenty of chances right. to it's fix it, this, and they they just choose not to. And now Cena is kind of here. I think Cena's whole purpose here is not one because Hollywood is out and he's on strike, and this is a good way for him to make some money. And two is to get Cody two months further than he would have been because they have absolutely no idea what they are doing with Cody Rose oh, between God. now. And oh. and WrestleMania, and oh that this God. is the thing with WWE yeah. now with this Triple H regime is that they're doing a good job of planning things ahead. Because I pretty much am seeing that WrestleMania 40 is going to have Roman and Cody mm -hmm. too, Becky and Rhea, the Usos going at it. We know three of the top matches for WrestleMania. They don't know how they're getting there though. Right. That's the issue. With the Cody thing, you you can tell that a mile away since the summer when. They didn't know what to do. Lena to Brock had to fucking fight Dominic and Siri at money a bit. What? <laughs> yeah, and and beat Dominic clean, which was right. very weird. Uh, mm -hmm. But I will say too, like the other frustrating part is we're heading into what is, to your point, like the downswing of WWE season. This is like the period where they don't care until Royal Rumble. So you're bringing. I feel like they're bringing John Cena back to like tide us over until you can get yeah. to the time when to everybody make, gives a crap it, again. To make us jaded until like, oh shit, she's not going bad right now. Let's but that, but is that a good thing? Because I mean, like, I don't really yeah, care to see John Cena, but whatever. It's a season premiere of Raw. It right. looks it out that it's, a, it's a good thing, Chrissy, if you have to review it because it means something will be good, but it's not okay, a good thing if you're fine. just trying to enjoy wrestling, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I understand. Talk about it's a good the news. thing that people are going to care about something and will tune into your shows. <laughs> right. something right. of interest you know we get pull people in yep you're right but it's but it's not it doesn't make any wrestling sense no and it it, it feels like they're just idling 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 until they can kind of get us to to the season where yeah. everybody cares again right and even with cena we we I mean we have an idea of what they're trying to do but we really don't know what he's doing right yeah <laughs> so it's like we're stuck we, we get tina for a few more months right now but what the fuck is he really doing He's scheduled for these dates. Is he wrestling? Is he just cutting promos? Now he's hosting tonight. What do you have him here for? Does well, he want to go after a title? Does he want to complete the become break history, becoming a champion again? Like, what are they doing? I think you're gonna see Jay Uso come back and tag with Cena against Solo Sokoa and Jimmy at some point. <laughs> and I think uh, 
John Cena is going to care equally as much as he did with his Austin Theory match. I know SP3 is a huge Austin Theory <laughs> fan. We talked about that on Thursday. Uh, <laughs> just the biggest. My favorite theory. person. The idea, the idea of John, the idea of John Cena potentially going after a title would be really interesting, just because he needs the Intercontinental to become a Grand Slam. Yeah, I would love oh, to see him. Him versus yeah. Gunther would just. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. That would be an interesting idea. And I, I feel like Cena could still go, but it's about, I feel like it's more so in him caring. Because we know the workhorse Cena is. Like, you, like no matter what you say about him, even when he had the whole big, you know, fans basically shit on him, he always worked hard. You can never, stop, you can never not say that about Cena. I mean, WrestleMania this year was a little bit to be desired, but clearly after this match, he had to leave anyway, so he probably didn't give a fuck. But uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, I don't, it's like, what do you do? Because he's on SmackDown. Gunther's not on SmackDown. So it's like... Yeah. So, but it's Cena. Yeah, no, he can show up wherever no, he wants. No, 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 I understand that, <laughs> but, but what what they have him promoted as for the rest of the, his run right now is just for SmackDown. Yeah. So, like, what is he gonna do on SmackDown to move forward? Like, obviously, I feel like they're gonna like draw him into the the Uso shit because of what happened yesterday with Jimmy interrupting him. Yeah, and, you know, I can. I don't want to see that. I, I don't see Cena putting Jimmy over and leaning right, into at all. Leaning right. into the bloodline shit. So, like, what is going to happen, you know? I can see Cena getting involved with that or Cody. It seems like you had work wrestling reported that uh, Cody I would rather and- see Cody and, and, and Cena together yes. to make it more believable than you yeah, had him. That, we had said that, actually. We feel like that's going to be the match for the, for the, uh, the Crown Jewel show. Cena oh, we, and, I forgot uh, about Cena that show. Cody. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. That that's the last. That would, that would be the technically, after, that would be the last, this, the last SmackDown Cena's scheduled to work would be that going the, the go-home show for the Saudi show. So okay. if they had Cody beat him leading into leading into the Crown Jewel show, that would that would make sense. Yeah. Yes, if you if you send in a super <laughs> chat, I will also take a shot. Yes. And and you will be you will be probably affecting my interviews that I take that I do later no, today. You, but you'll be more likely, man. That's, that's true. Like, that's hey motherfucker. <laughs> how, uh, how do you feel about oh CM Punk being a piece of shit in me? <laughs> let, let's Lord, let me not do no, that. Please. Let's not do um, that. We want him to come back and get these press, you know, get these wait, things wait, again. This will be the last year you get media passes, buddy. <laughs> uh, news oh. coming coming out of uh SmackDown with John Cena's run Fightful Select reports that Cena's run was one that came about because Cena is available due to the uh, strike with SAG and AFTRA. One higher up in WWE said that if Cena ends up appearing regularly on TV and the strike ends, they will wrap up any storyline so Cena can return to work uh, on his film or end or TV projects. The report noted that there is no concern about Cena missing his currently advertised date while Cena is scheduled for SmackDown tapings through the end of the month. It does not mean he will appear on TV for all of them. He did have a run back in 2021 uh, where he made appearances like for dark matches and stuff like that. So I think, though, based on I mean, I can't even say based on last night because he just did that segment with Jimmy. But apparently he teased that he wants to face someone. Mm-hmm, yeah. So he, he, it's like Jimmy cut him <sighs> off. But to be fair, the, the, the last few Cena projects have been asked. So. Hollywood would technically not be missing him because the last thing he did that was good was Peacemaker. So yeah, because he plays the same roles in every movie. Every movie. Friends two sucked. Fast X sucked. 
he was a highlight of that movie, but the movie still sucked. So I, they haven't be been fine. good for years now, friend. Yeah, be someone said it earlier that uh, Grayson Waller might be the move, and I think that is the move. I, I do because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I like Grayson Waller. I think he's great. Like clearly, yeah, his finisher sucks, but he's good. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's good on the mic. He's he's a good he's, he's a good asshole. That's what yeah. it is. He's a great he's heel. Been put in big situations since being called to the main roster, even Correct. being injured. Like he's been right and shit. Now the scene is shit, and so I feel like he's great they for have this. high hopes for him. Yeah. And honestly, unfinished business with Cena since Money in the Bank. So yep. they can jump right there back into that, which will make sense. And plus, I don't expect Cena to have a high-profile match out of fucking Fastlane. So they can give us Grayson Waller versus uh, Cena at uh, Fastlane and be fine. And that could lead into... Cody and him at uh, you could just do Cody and, and John versus yeah, Waller true? and and Theory. Like, oh, L A Knight is a SmackDown guy. He's facing a Raw guy on paper. Like, they stop don't they don't care about their own at all. Everybody in the chat now, stop expecting Cena and L A Knight. They're building L A Knight as a face. Then we're not getting that. Let it go. I, I, know, I really don't even want. I really don't even care to see that. To be honest, I really don't want to see it. It's not going to happen. Okay, they might get a little. Hey, buddy, and walk away. But that's not. That's, hey, buddy, they're not building away. towards Cena in LA night. Get out your mind. The promos, yeah, the, <laughs> can't wait. it's not happening. Dream, right? dream, dream move dream for on. that. As Errol Smith said, dream on. It's not happening. Dream move to me for Grayson Waller's Stone Cold. I, the what? Yeah, what? Yeah. yeah. Um, there's there's so much gold there, That's and I feel like that happening in Cena and LA Knight right now. So yeah, I yeah. I think so too. I think so too. And with Waller having like gone on this like facing a couple of legends things before, like active legends, I think that could be a really right. good move. I also wonder if the long term move for LA Knight exactly. is exactly they're trying to build LA Knight to make a to he's over right now. You're not gonna. Feed him. Yeah. You're not gonna feed him to a shark like John Cena right yeah, now. In this situation. John Cena lost to Austin Theory. He's not like exactly. I'm taking another L. Right. Another He's not, not taking another L. You don't do that. It doesn't make sense for LA Knight to have that. Kind of, of course, it's. Over, I'm sure it'd be a a cool like back and forth, but that would do nothing for LA Knight only because you know Cena won't be here long term. You're not gonna have him building. You're already. You're, you're kind of already built to the Jimmy Uso shit last night. And you kind of, and he still has unfinished business with Grayson Waller. Cena's only going to be here for another two months. You don't, you don't do that. It, it, it will do nothing for LA Knight. It might be a I, cool little, like a, a new little passing by promo that'll make you be like, oh hey, and they have a little interaction. And, and, and then Cena put over LA Knight last night in the fucking promo he did after his interview. You yeah. Don't, no, don't do that. He did that with Waller. Too. LA Knight. It's not. He's gonna kill him. <laughs> so just leave that alone. Just let I, get that I feel like LA Knight should be your U.S. champion, and I. My guess is that you. Yes, have... should, they should have pulled the plug on that like months ago, though. Yeah, and I think it'll be Escobar turning on Ray, and maybe that's your WrestleMania and Ray retirement match if they don't go back to the well with Dominic. But like LA Knight eventually taking it off a heel Santos Escobar is something that you could you could buy me in on pretty well. Just depends on the timing of it all. Yeah, it all it all depends if they. Yeah, it seems to be that's a problem, problem. with them. The problem. It's turning people at the right time. <laughs> that's the that's the problem of it all. They don't know. Trish Stratus, Jimmy oh, Uso. Yep. They about to add the Trinity. They about to add the the Holy Trinity of Valley Time turns, maybe with Santos. It seems, but 
Uh, WWE Raw, we move on to this week. They did 1.67 million viewers. Uh, the show featured Becky Lynch defeating Zoe Stark in a fun Falls Count Anywhere yeah, main was event. Uh, was so this was, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that one a lot. Yes. We also also had Gunta uh, issued a challenge to Chad Gable for next week where they will face for the Intercontinental Championship after Gable beat him by countout the week prior. <laughs> this led to Gable winning by a disqualification against Ludwig Kaiser. You had Damian Priest beating Sami Zayn in a solid opener thanks to a distraction from JD McDonough. After the matchup, Priest pushed McDonough and told him to stay out of uh, out of the Judgment Day's business before Zayn and Owens jumped McDonough. Later in the show, KO and Sami challenged Judgment Day to a uh, Steel City street fight for payback tonight, and JD accepted, but Rhea let Priest and Finn know that if they don't walk out with gold, changes will be made to the Judgment Day after payback. Chrissy Love, what did you think about this week's Raw? You had Becky Lynch in the main event. What was your highlight, low light from this week? I love the main event. I thought it was really good for them. Good for Zoe. Like, you main event Raw? Like, good for her. You know what I'm saying? She has been doing great since she's come up. Um, far better than her run in NXT, I feel like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, she's had some good things going in NXT, but I feel like it's a little bit better now. You know, I actually kind of feel like I know her more of her character, I guess, maybe to say, on Raw than it was on NXT because I would just have it on as, like, background noise. But, um, anywho. Um, so do they. <laughs> That's the problem. So does See? NXT. Uh, I feel like now that they had like the judgment day going back and forth, I feel like it's more like something that for people to watch on the show, they've made it like more stories and more things to like for you to like be vested into the show or the back and forth with the other uh, superstars that are now going back and forth onto that, which which makes it more like meaningful for people to like tune in for two hours on a Tuesday. But other than that, uh, for Monday, uh, why are we not having uh, uh, our Intercontinental Champion not on the pay-per-view? Like, this is ridiculous to me. I don't understand this. But we want to put it on Raw again. Like, we've seen it on Raw already. Like, we've seen it three times. Like, how many more times are we going to keep doing this? Like, I understand, like, you're building up for, like, Chad and everything. Because Chad is not winning, of course. But, like, still, like, what are we doing? Like, how many more times are we going to keep having Chad, like, what is he going to win by disqualification? What? He won by countout. He got DQ'd from with Luvik, right? What are we going to do this Monday? I feel like, like they, they're definitely going to get a lot of time for that match. I feel like it would have made sense to have the match on payback because they're in Pittsburgh and he's basically the second coming of Kurt Angle. Okay. Which I don't appreciate that they don't because it's only six matches for payback. Yeah. Um, it just, it just, uh, it, they should have had it tonight, personally, but I, I yeah. think said that they didn't want to, they didn't, they didn't have enough time. They wanted, they wanted that match to have enough time for payback. Some bullshit, basically. Basically, some bullshit. It's I P- mean, come P- on, P-L-E. those promoters and their right, pacing yeah. excuses. It's yeah, it's just, it's just like, <laughs> like, come on, like you, like we only have. Okay, so yeah, we have two, two main. What we have the tag belts. We yeah, have yeah, the women's belt. Yeah, you could have added that belt on there. I mean, exactly, come on. you could have. only so you have the, you have because what the U.S. titles on there. Give me a break. Mm-hmm. Look, Give me I a mean, damn look break. at this. Look at the builds. Like the build to this has been so bad. You can't. Put your, I mean, well, yeah, that is also very true. Like, you can't you can't find a way to put the IC title on there. Like, that's true, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, look, the, the, there's nothing to build anyway. They really they put the card together last week. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> Yo, exactly. exactly. So, 
I'm I'm totally with you on that. I'm totally with you on that. No, Gable and Gunther though on Monday is going to be great. No, no, I, they're going to deliver. No, they've no, been. No, uh, it's, it's going to be know. a pay per view quality match. Is the yeah, problem exactly? Where are they at on Monday? I don't even know where they're at on Monday. And we have a pay per view that desperately needs a pay per view quality match. Thank you guys. This is this is why I'm. This is what I'm saying though. You know what I'm saying? This is why I'm making this this statement because. We've seen them do it on Raw at least two to three times already. Why not give them the, the platform to be on the pay-per-view? They're going to probably be in town anyway. Everyone else going to show up. Like, let them, you know, like... Dude, like, you should have had it on the show. He he wasn't his son. It was his right. partner. His but, former but, partner but, was but, Kurt Angle's son. I realized, though, the last... I want to say the last year and a half, like, they don't really care when it comes to, like, having certain matches on the, on the PLE. Because they know at the end of the day we're not really paying for it. It's yeah. Like, right. That's also true. Network. So they if don't, they don't, Saudi they don't, Arabia, they don't give us. us I mean, right. I don't even know where they're at on Monday, but uh, that Highlight, match has definitely been on. Payback. Highlight. Um, definitely love the Miz coming out as LA Knight. I mean, this yeah. guy can do the cosplay. Is like, come on, it just gets it just elevates, gets better and better. He was really damn good. He almost said um he almost messed up some lines, but hey. Yeah. You know it's okay. I, whoever did the the um the fake uh beard and mustache, bravo to them. I mean, <laughs> bravo! Like that is like I mean execution to its finest. Like come on. Well, other than that, solid raw show. Can't say these. You know the fact for the other show, uh, for Fridays. Unfortunately, like you know they're they're at the point now where they're forgetting the Friday show and putting all their eggs in the basket for Monday. Yeah, that's why I got Tina. That's the that's the 100%. Monday has become the workhorse show. Now. Yes, and everyone goes back and forth on Monday, and that's the three-hour one, which is the insane part, right. right? But it is to your point, SP3. They were like, "Oh, Roman's not going to be around. How do we replace that literal exact draw, right, of somebody that is going to keep keep those ratings up?" I know Fox up? is probably having a shit show right now. It's like, what the hell? Like, where's my money going? <laughs> like, you know, like Fox is like, what is happening? I'm like, okay. I can understand him being away. You know, SummerSlam was at the beginning of August. Like, you cut it's September now. Like, you got to come like to some yeah. show. Like, like what are you really doing? You're not sick. I mean, yeah, the numbers are kind of high back again, but it's like, what are we doing with you, dog? Like, what's There's happening? always money on the table. <laughs> <laughs> always Whoa. money to be made. Uh, one of the matches we didn't mention on the show had Viking Raiders beating uh, the New Day, thanks to Drew McIntyre, who launched uh, commentary at Xavier Woods' head. And apparently, Xavier Woods has noted that he won't be wrestling on next week's show due to that. Uh, he it said WWE released a tweet the following day updating saying that Xavier Woods suffered a cervical strain after getting hit by a chair thrown by Drew McIntyre. He will miss uh, the upcoming Monday Night Raw. That did more damage than a steel chair. God damn. <laughs> but did you see how he launched the chair at homeboy though? Like, I, you heard it though. Yeah. It's like, Drew, like, did you not understand your, your assignment? <laughs> Drew thought this was a football game or something. Like, I don't know what he thought this was. Like, your assignment was just, just like, just throw something, not launch or catapult it at this man head first. <laughs> Seriously, he, he probably was still feeling the effects of Bray Wyatt passing. So he had all that anger built up. And he just swooped, <laughs> y'all. He threw that shit hard as shit. You could tell. Like, yeah. watching that on roll, 
He threw that chair hard as shit. <laughs> I don't think Drew knows how to do it like any other way. Right. Keep, keep that man out of like office snacks or staples. Keep that right. man away because right. he's slandering everyone. That shit look, I'm like, damn. Yeah, he looked out. Like you bad. heard it and they, they replayed it twice. It was like, why would you even. Oh, yeah, they it kept twice? playing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's all over Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They even did like a like a package to it that uh, Xavier put up. And it also had Zoe getting the chair launched at her head yeah, by Trish. Trish. Yeah. Yeah, so, who was smirking. I have to fuck that up. I mean, <laughs> that I was when Zoe was, right was now, like. I don't know if that was real or that was supposed to happen. Like, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what she was doing. I don't think it was. Zoe's reaction, she was like laughing she a little bit. So. It, was, it was really, really <laughs> funny. I think that was that not what happened happen at all. Like, she, know, she literally just swiped the chair down and looked at church. I'm like, like, oh, man. She was like, really? Like, what the fuck? Right. She's like, I'm on <laughs> your side, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that's what she wanted to say, Kate. That's what she wanted to say. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, Why are you clinging the fucking I'm here? also very excited for. Uh, Shin and Seth Rollins. I love this version of Shinsuke. I'm so excited yes. about it. He's gonna lose, I'm, but I'm I'm excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is gonna lose. I'm nervous. I'm actually nervous he wins and Damian Priest cashes in. That actually makes me really nervous. But um, I kind of I kind of want that. I think I think that Shinsuke just has to uh, accomplish one of his goals. If it's not the World Heavyweight Championship, you have to at least break Seth's back. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> it's already broken. Yeah. It's already broken. broken. That it's is true. Broken, yeah. That is true. But hey, that's what he said. He said he's gonna break his back. Relax. Look, for some people, getting your back broken is an all right night. You know what I mean? Just saying. <laughs> Points were made. Points were made. Uh NXT this week, they did six hundred and fourteen view uh, six hundred uh, fourteen thousand viewers. The show featured Kiana James beating Jesus Christ. Kiana James beating Gigi Dolan, uh, Blair Davenport, and Roxanne Perez to become number one contender for Tiffany Stratton's NXT Women's Championship next week. You also had the Crees defeated the Dyad in a very good steel cage yeah. match. Yeah. Featured a one-arm powerbomb that I still can't get over right. uh, They to regain their spot back on the NXT roster. You also had Joe Coffey beat Nathan Frazier while Butch defeated Charlie Dempsey in the opening matches of the nxt global heritage invitational it is it's not the g1 because it's not grade one it's the best <laughs> of the super heritages best of the super heritages i was the nxt the NXG one <laughs> 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 nxg one nxg nxg one nxg nxg i know i know you review the show every week on five full kate so what was kind of your highlight low light from this week's nxt Sure. Um, the Pete Dunn Charlie Dempsey match I thought was great. Mm -hmm. uh, I call him Pete Dunn when he's in this form. I ain't calling him Butch. That's some bullshit. Uh, he... I'm mad they still ain't changed his name yet. Like, what's happening? He hasn't been around Sheamus in a real long time, but it was nice. It was just so great to see what he's capable of, kind of without any constraints on him. Like, this was Pete Dunn's wheelhouse. Charlie Dempsey was great in this, too, but SP3 knows I love my techers. I was very, very <laughs> happy about this to see on American television as well. Both of the, the invitational ones were really great too. Joe Coffey looked really good. My low for this, uh, it's kind of a high and a low because the match was incredible. What the hell are the Creeds doing fighting to stay in developmental? Like, <laughs> Julius Creed had an ankle lock in. 
while power bombing another person. Right, right, right. That match was so much fun. It was an absolute train wreck and a Julius Creed showcase. But the idea that this started with a loser leaves town match and they are fighting to stay in NXT when in real life they surpassed NXT six, eight months ago um, is, is just silly. The match was fun. I also don't know why Kiana James is winning that women's match when Tiffany Stratton is a heel. I think they're different enough heels that they can make that work, but NXT, WWE in general, not really known for like their nuanced heel-on-heel, face-on-face kind of storytelling. I think Kiana James is great in the ring, and Tiffany Stratton is maybe the most improved wrestler at all over the past 18 to two, months to two years. So I am looking forward to that, but it's always frustrating when there's an obvious story and yes. just have Gigi Dolan face Tiffany Stratton Weird goth girl versus high school popular bully all day. Yes. I'm here for that. So it doesn't make sense there. Uh, but that's that's kind of the good and the bad from where I was sitting on NXT this week. No, I kind of I kind of agree with you there because it seemed I I picked Gigi Dolan to win that matchup. So Deanna James, that was the least person I thought would win would that win. matchup because I was like, she's a heel. Her gimmick is like a little too close to maybe Stratton's. Maybe you don't do that right now. And then they decided to. When I found out that the match was next week, I did think it was more likely though. Because I was like, if this is not the pay-per-view match, then maybe they hold off on like Roxanne of the world to win this. So. Sure. Or maybe Gigi takes her out next week and takes the spot. Or it's, Right. It's right. NXT. We never get what we're told we're getting. So. <laughs> Some weird teen drama that, that that Kate is forced to review and make that you impression. love that you love <laughs> <laughs> you love the after school specials they put on. Not for me. <laughs> Former NXT tag team champions are in the news in AOP. It was a uh, Fightful Select that reported that several sources have indicated that they may be back with WWE and were signed back to WWE <laughs> as early as 2022. Uh, apparently. Oh my God. Fightful <laughs> uh, notes that the team was signed before Vince McMahon returned to the company. Uh, the source said that it was before Vince came back because they put a halt on all signings afterwards. AOP, of course, are, were released in 2020. They briefly launched their own company named wrestling entertainment series last year but that fell apart and now they're apparently back in wwe creeds creeds versus aop there you go stupid (laughs) we called them caucasians of pain on our review show for a while (laughs) um they uh I, I would not be mad about that. The thing that frustrated me with the Creeds was it's the two of them and Ivy Nile who's great and poorly used in NXT. And you had Alpha Academy with Maxine Dupree right there at the time of the Loser Leaves NXT match. Like, two dudes and a gal. Two dudes and a gal. Like, so perfect to have them come up heel and Ivy Nile just destroy Maxine Dupree with, like, her as over as Maxine had gotten, right? Like, it would have been so great if Ivy was the one to, to put her away, but yeah. um, Authors of Pain are great. I feel like there's a lot of ways they could be used. It feels like the tag team division is starting to gain some clarity around itself. I still kind of feel like maybe split the titles, but we just haven't seen our tag team champions in a story since Pretty Deadly, partly because of injuries, we know. But you got two programs that they're supposed to be on and zero stories across both of those. The divisions are shaping up a little bit more now, though. It looks like we're going to get them versus the Street Profits. I've been screaming since before KO and Sammy won the titles for DIY. 
they have such parallel histories of individually loving each other and hating each other and loving each other again. I need that. But AOP coming in to serve as heavies for someone else, coming in to be their own wrecking ball tag team, I think could be a whole heck of a lot of fun. Put them on television, stop signing talent and shelving them. It's a waste of their time and yours. Makes no sense. Yeah, 100%. 100%. This is why you got to listen to Kate's review. Best review <laughs> of NXT out there. And you just give so many good uh, knowledge tips that not a lot of people pay attention to. So I like it. Um, Kate, I want to invite you to stay along with us because I want to I want to hear your predictions for payback and all out. Is that okay? Yeah, of course. Happy to. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Awesome. We'll go rapid fire through the rest of what we missed here, but we will stop on Ring of Honor just so Stat King has something to say because he's been quiet because we've been talking about WWE. <laughs> um, <laughs> that Impact, makes sense, you know. Impact, though, had a pay-per-view last Sunday. It was Impact Emergence. The show featured Trinity defeating Deanna Perazzo in a good main event to retain the Impact Knockouts World Championship. You also had uh, Moose Brian Myers, Bully Ray, and Leo Rush beat Josh Alexander, Alex Shelley, Chris Saban, and Kushida in a solid multi-man matchup with Moose actually getting the win over Josh Alexander thanks to the returning Steve Macklin distracting and brawling with Alexander during the matchup. You also had uh, Sonata. He made he made his return to Impact Wrestling getting the win over Jake Something in a good bout. You had the Rascals. Finally winning some some championship gold as they won the Impact uh, World Tag Team Championships. Then you had Impact on Access TV this week. The show featured Jake Something, Sonata, and Frankie Kazarian beating Brian Myers, Moose, and Eddie Edwards in a decent trios main event. Chris Saban defeated Zachary Wentz in a very good bout. And Alicia Edwards won a Knockouts Battle Royale to become the number one contender for the Knockouts World Championship. She will get a shot at Trinity next Friday at Victory Road. So, Impact, some big things coming up. They got their 1,000th episode. They're going to see the return of Awesome Kong and Gail Kim teaming up together uh, in, in tag team action on the 1,000th episode. Might have to make that trip to White Plains for just for that, just for that, just for that. Uh, and then finally, we had ROH on uh, Honor Club this week. The show featured uh, Zach Saber Jr. making his return uh, to ROH. <laughs> then nothing <defeating>. else. <laughs> <laughs> Defeating Graham Matalik in a very fun opener, very fun styles clash between these two. And of course, Techers always win. Kate knows as Zach Saber Jr. got the win to retain the television championship. And you also had the Mogul M. To see beat Lee Johnson, Darius Martin, and Action Andretti, co uh, cutely coined by me, Team Lightskin, uh, to retain the <laughs> ROH World Six Man Tag Team titles. That's the only Finally, thing Stag King is back. Stag King is back. Now you can talk. What did you think about Ring of Honor TV this week, which me and Kate kind of established? It was a book end show. Just, yeah, that's all wow. the opening match in the in the last match. All you really got to care about there. Um, it's another. It's a, I, I can't even call it like because. Uh, so guys, on the True Elite Patreon channel, I have a weekly review of Ring of Honor called Review of Honor. Uh, but you know, oftentimes there, I like to call shows like building block shows. So you're trying to get to different places with stories. It's not super story heavy. You have all the other matches, but you have different pieces. And uh, this can't even be called that. It was just literally a two-match show 
of uh, mogul embassy stomping someone yet again. There's no challengers for them. There's no serious contenders, but they're still at least putting on good matches for the, I mean, trash that they're being forced to face. And ZSJ uh, versus Metal League, that one was a fun one, and it probably should have main evented over the Ring of Honor titles. I mean, I get it's a Ring of Honor show. You want the Ring of Honor titles as main event. It's the New Japan versus the New Japan title. But hey, it's it's uh, a it, it, that the Metal League ZSJ's match actually had some story going into it because of their Cruiserweight Classic meeting not too long ago, which was referenced by commentary. And if there's one thing that uh, you know, I could definitely praise Ring of Honor for. It's that Rick Abani and Coleman do an incredible job of <laughs> taking small things, uh, pieces of history, and being able to make it much lo- uh, much larger and more important to the match. Uh, not too long ago, there was Silas Young versus Josh Woods, and while they only had seven minutes, commentary was able to talk about their history, especially for those who didn't know, and made seven minutes feel that much more important. So uh, shout out to, to Rick Abani and Cole for Cole, uh, for doing that, but they just need better things to talk about, and hopefully they'll get it soon. And this is the key question to this week's Where episode. Where was Athena? Where was <laughs> Athena on her birthday? Where was Claudia? Where was Joe? Where's where are all of our? She was probably celebrating on her birthday. She probably didn't want even video. Y'all didn't want me at all. Um, at all Jeez. in. I mean, all out, whatever. I mean, all in. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to be here for my birthday. I'm booked. Busy. Bye. (laughs) So, like, y'all got to get me. It's a holiday. I'm not going to. Yeah. The next day. Right. One one thing I'll add with Athena, just to reinforce uh, Tony's uh, overall booking issues with between all in and all out, is he he, there's no match for (laughs) Athena on this card because of Billy Starks' injury. Fine. But what he said was, if Billy Starks was cleared, it would have been put on the pre-show. Athena's been doing human's work as probably the best champion on Ring of Honor outside of maybe Samoa Joe, but she's actually on the show, so that edges it out in her favor. And the best you were going to be able to do on a card that needs matches and needs high-quality matches that are that are built is to put them on the pre-show. It's a big mess. It's just- also... Just uh, an excuse, right? Because you've been watching Ring of Honor. You know Diamante's there. Yeah. You know yeah. Layla Hirsch has been being built. She's definitely an open challenge kind of champion that if she did that and Trisha Dora showed up, it would feel fantastic. Like, right, yeah. that's just, like, yet another excuse. But, yeah, I think SP3 and I hammered it home on Thursday that this was a <laughs> an episode of ROH that definitely was affected by, I think, the, the off-collision taping schedule with the, the pay-per-view. And it, it didn't... Uh, it was ROH dark as it was, but the ultimate rib being the fact that I got to have SP3 on and we got no Athena. Minions were crying. They're all so sad. <laughs> They've been crying since last week because she wasn't even on the big pay-per-view show either. So, like, we've been yep. devastated. Truly. Her I am a porcelain trash hussy. I am who she makes fun of every week, and I'm asking for her. Okay? Come really? on now. <laughs> I'm a minion. Porcelain trash hussy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what? we are. That's what she calls. She calls you. You don't watch. You don't watch. Stay over there. Stay, you like you like that. When we talking about WWE. Um. Anyway. Any, anyway. Anyway. Anyway, we are done with what we missed. Uh, we are gonna go to Chrissy Love's favorite time of the show, where we give our matches of the week. 
Kate, I don't know if we did this last time you were on the show, but we basically pick our top three to five best matches from this past week, which it should be easy because you're coming off of All In. So there was a couple of great matches there. I will start things off for us, uh, give everybody else a chance to think about what they want to say. My five for this week, I got five because I watched a lot of wrestling. Honorable mentions. Samoa Joe and, and CM Punk. Yes. Joe beating up Punk after what he did. Great stuff there. Love that. Uh, Jer Jericho and Osprey was a lot better than I thought it would be yeah. as well. That's an honorable mention. But my five this week, number five, Stadium Stampede. That was crazy. That was insane. Everything I was looking for from that matchup. Number four, MJF versus Adam Cole. I thought the storytelling, the performance from both guys hit the mark. I think that it could have been just much that much better if they went like two to three minutes after Cole chose to not use the title. To go right into that to the inside cradle felt like a flat finish, but that was the only thing stopping that match from being five stars, in my opinion. Uh, number three, Osprey versus Shingo from Rev Pro. If you didn't watch Rev Pro, you missed the NXT TakeOver to All In's Mania. Because that <laughs> was dope. And that is why number two is Tomorio Ishii versus Luke Jacobs. They beat the ever-loving piss out of each other. And Luke Jacobs is like if Trevor Murdoch went into a transformation chamber and got skinnier and younger. And he, hit, and he hits like Gunther. It's crazy. Yo, he's crazy. He's dope. And He's number great. one this week, FTR versus Young Bucks. Exactly what I was looking from from, the, from those guys. And it was a different type of Young Bucks match because it escalated to the peak instead of starting at the peak right. and just staying there. <laughs> so oh, yeah. that's my five for this week. You want to go next? Uh, five because I'm not a – I didn't see Rev Pro. So negate those two matches SP3 just said. Um, didn't need to say that, but okay. What the fuck happens? You guys out of all in. And just put the all in. You got three. So I'm not, not in any order because I, I I can't really think that good right now. Um, Stadium Stampede, Osprey Jericho, MGF Adam Cole for sure. Um, I think number one would definitely be number one is going to be FTR Bucks. You said Obviously. no order, friend. I said number two and said number one, right? <laughs> like, get it together. I didn't think of a number two. I can't think of number two. Right. He's like, I got my number I one, though. All right, all right I'll fuck up the order because I definitely love Punk and Joe. So, Punk and Joe being number three. Whatever I play at number three is going to be number two because I don't remember. Oh, know. my God. You said no order. Just say the damn stuff. Get it together. Damn, you didn't even drink anything. All in matches, okay? Cut me, a, cut me some slack. No. Gunther and Gabe would not. I know. Gunther, no. And Gabe will end. Oh, no. God. My head is hurting. Right, yeah, right I gave five minutes to all in. You're good. We're good. John. This is how you know he's had one too many drinks, and y'all still ain't sending the super chat. That's we gotta make a shot. I know. Beat him to the punch. They resonate. John, go ahead, friend. It's your turn. I got I got three, and it's pretty much what everybody else has said. FDR Bucks at number one. Number two is Jericho Osprey, and number three is going to be Punk. Sorry, number two is Max and Cole, and number three is Punk and Joe. Wonderful, Kate. You want to go for it? Go next for it. Oh, I want to not reiterate what everyone else is saying, but I agree no, with all, all three of those for sure. FDR and we Buck. always have the same thing sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes there's just really great stuff happening, right? Yeah. Uh, FDR and Bucks, the, the main event, of course, and 
Punk and Joe. I'll also add to to throw in some a little spice over here. I would throw uh, the main event of Dynamite in there as well. I thought yeah. Orange Cassidy really, yeah. really showed out, and the promo That's after was fantastic. So I'll throw that in. And the ladies, I thought, thought killed it in the main event of Raw, just to just to round out a yes. top five with Thanks. some sleepers in there. Nice. I like it. I like it. We got Annika who says three was Becky Zoe for her. Number two, Punk Joe. And number one, Stadium Stampede. Chrissy Eddie Love. Man, just <laughs> I love it. Chrissy Love. And barbed um, wire. Just... <laughs> five is Stadium Stampede. Uh, four is Becky Zoe. Three uh, is going to be uh, um, Joe and Punk. Two is going to be uh, MJF and Cole. And number one is the Bucks and FTR. Simple. Seems like we're, we're in agreements all oh around there. Oh, yeah. I want to mention to the Creed brothers for the, the cage match. That was great. Really good. Um, uh, Moxley and uh, um, Homeboy opening up Dynamite, I thought was great. Did they open up Dynamite? Penta and fucking Pen Penta and Penta. Penta and Orange Penta Cassidy. And <laughs> Kate Benson. Yeah. That's another one that's right. He was like, he saw I, he saw his own matchup. Right. <laughs> it was a squirrel versus a tool. He was like, I was he was in. He came out black, came back in red. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Osprey versus Jericho, too. I did leave off my list. That that match was way better than I thought it was gonna be. And this Osprey run's just been insane. He's pulling good matches out of Kenta and Jericho. It's been been nuts. So good stuff. Check out my uh, True Hill Heat Twitter page where I did a thread of retweet. Will Ospreay's 2023 and retweeted. Yes, because I it's been amazing so far. Is that the uh, one where you did the star matches? No, no, you did. No, no, no. I it's gotta a go back one. and okay, I gotta go back. Different. And okay. Yeah. Uh, we got we got WWE backlash tonight, so we'll do payback. our oh backlash <laughs> payback backlash. Paylash. There's a back there. Uh, payback. Yeah, WWE payback. <laughs> From Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's how important this show is to me. Um, it's a steel cage matchup. We're going to see Becky Lynch going one-on-one with Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus turned heel on Becky Lynch back in April, leading to their first matchup at Night of Champions that Trish won thanks to help from Zoe. Zoe has been a constant factor in here. So to finally blow this off, they're inside of a steel cage. Kate, who you got? It's got to be Becky, and I think maybe there's something fun. Like, maybe there's someone to equalize Zoe on the outside. Maybe Becky makes a friend backstage, and somebody comes out to help her, but got to be Miss Becky Lynch in this one. Indeed. Chrissy Love, I'll let you predict this final one. I know you got to run after that, and then you can let the people know where they can follow you. Um, I'm going to pick Becky. She she should win. I mean, Trish doesn't need to win, but whatever. I guess we're going to keep the story going longer. But I'm going to pick Becky. We don't need it to go longer, but yeah. Um, and other than that, uh, Serving Face Hills will be back next week, um, guys. So watch us there. She's going to be on the uh, roundtable with you tomorrow. SP in the morning. So make sure you guys watch that. Um, other than that, you can follow me on IG, Twitter, and on Facebook, which is Chrissy Love underscore one, True Hill Chrissy Love, and just my plain old name. Love you guys. I feel like crap, but I'm here. Bye. Love you, Chrissy. <laughs> Love you. Thanks, guys. Bye. He's such, he's so annoying. The annoying little brother that you don't ever want to be bothered with. That's him. That's him.
It's here. It's me and you. Okay? <laughs> yes, it's you. The sober people on the damn stream. My God. <laughs> Bye, guys. Love you. The sober Bye, guy. Bye, Chrissy. JJ, who you got? Becky, I don't Chris. Give a fuck. I got, I got Becky winning. <laughs> Becky. Becky, who you got, John? I'll take him, Becky. We got the United States champion. United States Championship up for grabs. Rey Mysterio will defend against Austin Theory. It was Mysterio who took the place of Santos Escobar and beat Theory for the U.S. title just a couple of weeks back. Does Theory win back the title? JJ, we'll start with you. Oh no, Rey Mysterio is winning. They're gonna keep for long, and this I feel like Santos is gonna turn on Rey eventually. I can see that. I'm gonna go with Rey as well, John. I'll take it right. Kate? As successful as the first round was with Austin Theory, I'm going to go ahead and stick with Ray here, too. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you for you that. You are welcome. <laughs> LA Knight. Yeah. Goes yeah. one on one with The Miz. And I will be honest with you guys, other than the World Championship, this has been the best build up to this whole show. These guys have been spitting hot fire on each other, dissing each other, throwing a lot of shade. And now we finally get the match that's not going to be as good as the promos. Kate, who you got? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go with L.A. Knight here. If you told me three months ago that the most excited I would be for something on a pay-per-view is L.A. Knight and The Miz, I would be yeah. laughing at you. But they did a really good job building this program. And I think the Miz has looked a lot better in his more recent matches. So I'm I'm hopeful that the in-ring will deliver, but looking forward to this, I thought the build was excellent. This was the one thing that I really liked on SmackDown yesterday. <laughs> Good stuff going into this one. John, who you got? Uh, I will take LA Knight. Yeah. I'm going to take LA Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I, I hear LA Knight, I have to say, yeah, I'm sorry. It's Pavlovian. Uh, <laughs> JJ. Who are we talking about? L.A. Night, yeah, yeah, versus The Miz. I got The Miz calling because they don't know how to fuck things up. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I choose L.A. Night. I choose L.A. Night. Yeah. Next, we have a talk show. Yes, it's going to be the Grayson Waller Effect Cody talk show. featuring Cody <laughs> as a special guest. All we got to predict is what we think is going to uh, come out of this, and I think John Cena interrupts to start whatever his program is with either Grayson Waller or Cody Rhodes. Kate? Uh, I think Cody Rhodes gets injured somehow. That seems to be the only thing that happens with him. Maybe the <laughs> surprise Kate. guest of, of Dusty Rhodes' ghost uh, appears. Oh but God. <laughs> those are the two things we know about him, is he's Dusty's kid and he gets injured. So I'm, I'm assuming one of those two things happens True. here. But I agree with you. I think John Cena is going to enter the picture. I think we probably set up Cena and Cody versus uh, Austin Theory and Grayson Wolla, uh, maybe in Saudi Arabia or something, or Fastlane because or they Fastlane. need stuff for that show too. <laughs> Lord Almighty, <laughs> JJ, what do you think happens? Well, my father said when I was younger, oh boy, that, uh, I think it's gonna be Cody leading up to a match like Kate said with Cena, or Cody challenges Cena to a match. Right there, right now. All I know is Cody and Cena are going to have some sort of output in this fucking segment. So I'll just say that. Safe bet. John? Uh, my prediction is that Cody says, well, you wanted me here on your talk show. So what do you want to talk about? 
nailed it. That that that's very accurate as well. <laughs> nice, we got a matchup. I'm looking forward to, despite the fact that WWE has run this matchup into the ground. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defend oh the God. undisputed yeah. WWE Tag Team Championships against the Judgment Day's Finn Balor and Damian Priest in a Steel City Street fight. I'll all guarantee this is going to be great, but of course we have the extra caveat of Rhea Ripley saying if they don't walk out with gold, she has to make changes in the Judgment Day. I'm going to take Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn because it plays into what I think is going to happen later mm -hmm. in the night. JJ? I'm going to agree with SP3 here. Definitely uh, Sammy and KO. Only, again, to play into what I think is going to happen <laughs> at the end of the night as well. John? So. I will I will agree with my esteemed colleagues because I don't watch this shit. <laughs> Kate! <laughs> wise. They say Paul Heyman's the wise man? Uh -uh. Right here. Uh, I... <laughs> I agree with you. I think the, the math is pretty obvious on this one, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. The only other thing I'll say is, like, Steel City, you have a steel cage there. Why is this a street fight? Like, this should be in a steel cage if interference is a consistent problem. Make your baby faces smart. Have this be in a steel cage. I don't understand, but I agree. I think J.D. Um, McDonough is going to come into play here, and I think this will also come into play in Shinsuke and Seth Rollins. Indeed, we're going to get to that. Before that, Judgment Day will also be in action as Rhea Ripley defends the Women's World Heavyweight Championship against Raquel Rodriguez. She injured Raquel, injured her knee a couple of weeks back, injured Raquel's tag team partner and friend, Liv Morgan. And now we finally get this showdown here. Who do you think walks out with the gold, Kate? Uh, Rhea Ripley, and I'm sure Dominic comes in and sneezes on Raquel and something happens. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm sure there'll be interference here. There shouldn't be. This is like a Lady Hoth battle. This is probably something I'm more excited for on the card, which is sad because I don't even think the, really the build has been that great to it. But I'm looking to see what we get in ring. I think it'll be great. We've seen what they can do in NXT. So here's hoping. John, who you got? I'll take Rhea Ripley. JJ? I eat, sleep, breathe, the demons in your dreams. I eat, sleep, breathe. That's her, that's, that's Rhea Ripley. Uh, yeah, I, I figured that was Rhea Ripley theme. <laughs> um, I am going to take Rhea Ripley to walk out with the Women's World Championship. Raquel Rodriguez wins by DQ. Shout out to my baby. Because that's the only, I feel like that's the only way you can continue this. Because if this just leads to Rhea beating Raquel, then... What do we do after that? And then what? And then what? We just maybe live. The... Maybe live if she's around. I don't know. It's not good. I, I think that Raquel needs to either win by like count out or DQ to continue the feud. But finally, did you know the she has back muscles? The, I, she has a back. Yeah, she I she does. Know. I just I want to make sure you knew. <laughs> Seth Rollins will defend the WWE World Heavyweight Championship against Shinsuke Nakamura. It was Nakamura who turned heel on Seth and has targeted his injured back and made it public information, even though Seth did when he was on the Logan Paul podcast. Right. But Seth was shocked, and Shinsuke has been playing the mind games ever since, laying out Seth on several occasions. Does he win the gold tonight? JJ. So funny that you bring that up because I'm like, oh man, I'm shocked that you know about my back that I talked about two weeks ago before we had a few. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, do I? I be personally, I would love Shinsuke to win. He's been long overdue for a title for the last six fucking years. If we're being really honest, 
And seeing how this is not the big title, Shinsuke, I feel like he should get the win. But I don't see it happening, unfortunately, because, you know, Seth. (laughs) I'm just going to call it like that. Seth. And then we lead into something else, but we're not going to talk about that because that's not a part of the match. John? Uh, I guess because you guys are – if I understand what you guys think you're predicting, uh, I don't think it matters. So I'll go with, uh, I don't know, Shinsuke for the feel-good moment. Kate? As much as they love to give us feel-good moments and immediately rip it away from us, which you are (laughs) right. I think Seth retains – and then the obvious happens, and I think you yeah. you have it go that way because you want to keep the heel on face alignments because they're WWE. So I'm gonna say Seth retains there, but I wish it was Shinsuke. And I wish it was a real reign, to be honest. Like this is the best version of him probably since he's come up from NXT. The best presentation is best character work since he right. came up from NXT. I think that Seth wins with like a roll up, but Shinsuke breaks his back and not in the good way. Oh. <laughs> not in the good way. Destroys his back, and that leads to Damian Priest cashing in money in the bank. Because the best possible situation we can have is everyone in Judgment Day having titles, except for the guy <laughs> who keeps getting beat by briefcases. Except the leader. <laughs> he, he Rhea's the leader. Rhea is definitely the leader. Keeping the motherfuckers in line. Exactly. She's the leader oh. of the world. She's just. <laughs> Let's She's talk about. Voice. Tomorrow's pay-per-view. Yes, we got back-to-back days, pay-per-views, AEW all out a week after all in. And we have the show in Chicago. We're going to be there live. It's going to be Eddie Kingston teaming up with Cassatori Shibata against the Blackpool Combat Clubs, Claudio Castanoli and Wheelie Yuta. We had an angle. fucking graphic of Shibata. My God. (laughs) What a legend. (laughs) Yo, he He does. does. He does. does. They did an angle for these guys back at Super Card of Honor. It was Katsuri Shibata who beat Willie Yuta then for the Pure Championship. And this leads to this tag team match. Now, five months later, Kate, what do you got? I'm going with the heels because I think we're trying to still set up Eddie and Claudio for, for a rematch. I selfishly am praying that that happens at Grand Slam because I will be there. I'm assuming SP3 will be too, but (laughs) let's go. So uh, I'm going with the heels heels on this one to to further that piece of it. Man, the disrespect of Claudio to not look Eddie in the eye when he came out for Wheeler last week. This is some good shit. I'm looking forward to it. I love it every single time. I am going to go with Eddie and Shibata though because Willie Yuta is the only one without a title. So he should yeah. probably lose. <laughs> John, yeah. John, John. Who you got? I'm also taking the faces. Give Eddie uh, some kind of a win over Claudio that he has a little bit of a stronger argument to go after that world title down the road. Makes sense. JJ? See, it's so crazy because before Kate said who she the heels went in, I would have agreed with you guys. But they won last week at All In. <laughs> so it's like... Dude, I don't think Eddie gets to pin. Maybe Shabbat. I don't think Shabbat takes to pin either. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's a little fucking tough here. Because obviously, I feel like they're leading to Claudio and Eddie at Grand Slam. And I feel like Eddie, didn't, Eddie technically did not get the pin last week. It was Orange Cassidy. So I'm, I'm probably going to go with Eddie only because he has a stronger case going into a Grand Slam in three weeks. There you go. 
We got more multi-man action, and this time it's an eight-man tag team matchup. FTR will team up with their opponents from All In, the Young Bucks, to face Bullet Club goals. Switchblade Jay White, Rock R, Juice Robinson, Fully Cocked, Colton Gunn, and all the bars, Austin Gunn. Who do you got here, JJ? Um, the fucking they better Butter Club go better fucking win. Um, Bucks and I can see Bucks and um FTR having dissension leading to the finish of the match. There's no FTR has already beaten Bullet Club Gold and the Young Bucks and FTR are not on the same page to per se only because I, and if you saw the promo Bullet Club Gold basically came in the locker room and said what they said. <laughs> so uh, I don't think the Bullet Club Gold needs another loss in this feud involving FTR. And I feel like they're the hottest thing going right now in AEW, to be honest with me. So I think they need this one more than FTR and Bucks do. And it's easy to basically say FTR and Bucks don't get along. So I'm going with Bullet Club Gold. FTR and the Young Bucks are 0-2 in eight-man tag right. team action. <laughs> They'll be 0-3 after All Out. Bullet Club Go needs to get the win. And Bullet Club Go is at the point where I think they should be the ones that dethrone FTR. Uh, John, who you got? Guns up. 0-2. That's the biggest one for me. There's there's no reason for them to win this. Kate? I'm actually going to deviate, and here's why. When you put up that match graphic, there are two guys who are... Ripe to take a pin in this match. And there are six guys <laughs> who are not ripe to take a pin in this match. I actually really love can they coexist stories where people end up winning even though there's dissension. So that's probably just my markdom taking over. I kind of want Bullet Club Gold to win, but I also feel like right now AW needs some feel good moments. I think they might send a message in a way that FDR and the Young Bucks are on the same page. Realistically, <laughs> maybe get them that feel good win, but uh, so just just for the heck of it, I'm gonna say that Austin Gunn is the one taking a pin in this, just because Austin Gunn should be taking a pin. In it. <laughs> <laughs> he or Colton, be. actually Colton more than Austin, actually. But yeah, uh, we got <laughs> the uh, battle of the horses here, the battle for redemption. It's Miro going one on one with Powerhouse Hobbs. Hobbs wants to redeem himself after recent losses, and the Redeemer is ready for a big fight. I got Miro in this one. Kate, who you got? Yeah, I feel like this is going to be one that the fans win, and it doesn't matter. Uh, But I'm going to take Miro. I've been thinking about this one since my prediction show yesterday. I feel like Miro didn't come back here to lose, but I am very tempted about the idea of Hobbs winning and Miro just losing his ever-loving mind would be... Very, very fun, but come on. You say, I'm godless, but you have a god. You pray to me now. That guy's got to win, right? <laughs> so great. So great. John, who you got? I feel like you just cannot have Miro lose his first big match since returning. I'm, I got to give this one to Miro, but I would absolutely love it, you know, to Kate's point, if Miro uh, lost this and, and just went crazy, because part of it is, even if he wins this match, unless they find a way to prolong this, where does he go from here? Just back to beating you know, squash matches. So there's got to be something that adds some depth to uh, the character and, and kind of project where he's going. You could, I mean, now this is entirely depending on what happens with the real world's champion, but you could have a, a situation where Miro loses, loses his mind 
about it and feels as though he needs to get a title again to prove to himself that he is still, you know, he is who he is and goes after Punk. Could do that. I'll throw this out there, too, just because I think it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Um, Alex Pulaski had said that he should go after the the mid-card title so that he can... He's not praising his God anymore, but making dinosaurs extinct again would be like a really fun <laughs> to God if he did make his way back. I would love that. I would love every minute of that. I'm sorry. You got you sold me. Um, when the TNT title mirror is just like, I took it from you once. I'll take it from you again. Uh, JJ, who you got? Miro, Hobbs. Miro. I mean, I would not be opposed to Hobbs winning. But I feel like the, the role Miro's been on lately, I feel like this is the match that he needs to win. Honestly, this might be one of the better matches of the night. Oh, yeah. Because uh, this is it just, it just, I don't know. I won't say they, they've built up to this actually a little bit lately. The last few collisions with this match, it would, even with the QT Marshall situation. So I kind of hope that it does not play a part because I feel like that will fuck the match up. Just let them go out there, go crazy. Big sweaty men, meaty men, whatever the fuck, <laughs> slapping meat. Oh, you said yeah. big meaty men slapping meat? Yeah. Bang, bang, gang. Let's go to our next matchup. <laughs> big meaty men slapping meat. Ring of Honor, World Television true. Championship what? up for grabs. Samoa Joe will defend against former champion Shane Taylor. Taylor defeated Gravity in the Eliminator Tournament to earn this opportunity, despite AEW not showing that on Dynamite to explain why Shane Taylor's <laughs> in this matchup. It's is Shane Taylor's biggest match of his career, so I'm so happy for him. Can't wait to see it. Kate, who you got? I'm going to go Shane Taylor. I'm hoping that there's some sort of recognition. This is probably just me thinking with my heart. But, like, maybe let's put some titles on people that are going to be around ROH. And Shane Taylor is one of those guys that should be. I also think it just leaves Joe in a really interesting and freer place if he kind of loses this this noose around his neck kind of title that he's had. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm intrigued to see it. I think it would also just be like a a made moment for Shane Taylor. It would be Taylor made. How about that? I'll take it. I'll uh, I like it. Uh, yeah, take a, put take it on a t-shirt, baby. Let's go. Oh, killed <laughs> it. I'm gonna take a shot for that. That's what I'm here to do. Get the fellows drunk. Let's go. I am gonna go with Samoa Joe here, unfortunately, because I said it with Kate on our ROH review. I'll say it here again. Tony Khan does not know how to adjust. He will drag it. Until it gets to the destination he wants it to go, Mark Briscoe is going to be the one that dethrones Samoa Joe. So Ain't he injured right now? We right. got to wait till he's wait he's back. back. John, who you got? Oh, this sucks because I have two I have two different Shane Taylor theme songs on my uh, my gym workout. Ah, eh, fuck him. Uh, <laughs> Damn, what was it? Jesus, Damn. Damn. Wow. at the same time, Tony does do uh, sometimes a good job of trying to make people look strong coming off of big losses and a week ago joe just lost so unfortunately uh to sid's point and for those reasons i feel like you just got to go with Samoa joe on this one sorry shane jj i will never say never nah i'm choosing, I'm choosing Samoa joe 
PBS Championship up for grabs. It's Chris Statlander defending against Ruby Soho. These two women had a matchup back last year in Las Vegas that really felt like a breakout moment for Chris Statlander. And now they're running it back here. Ruby Soho taking target after the TBS Championship with the other Alcaps members focused on the AEW Women's World Championship. I got Ruby Soho really? wow. winning here because... I am all about the results that give me more entertainment. What's more entertaining than flawed former movie star Marilyn Monroe, Tony Storm, having to face the fact that Soraya and Ruby Soho have gold and she just lost hers? I'm sorry. I need to see that. I need to see how she reacts to that. That's why Ruby Soho wins. JJ? Well, unfortunately, the destination is unknown, and I'm choosing Stylander. Ruby, Ruby, Soho. Uh, John, who you got? Uh, for this one, you know, Tony is really big on history and really big on what people have done in in their in, in respective areas. I mean, that's why Dark Order is getting this title shot that they don't deserve uh, because of their connection with Chicago. But Chris Statlander has a very interesting connection to Chicago as well. She is 0-2 on AEW pay-per-views that have taken place in Chicago. She lost at Revolution in 2020. She lost in at, at All Out in 2021. I'm going with Ruby Soho uh, also because of that great idea about uh, Chris being uh, Ruby being another person in the Outcast with the title, Tony being the odd person out, and Tony just losing her mind over it. Kate, I'm going with Chris Statler retains here, but I think Tony Storm not being able to handle the possibility of that is what ultimately costs. They love to overbook the outcast. So I think Tony Storm maybe interferes here and costs her. Uh, I am absolutely with you though. I'm adoring this version of Tony Storm. It's hysterical. Yes. I think this furthers the breakup of the outcast because she's prevented her. That being said, if there's anybody that needs meaningful wins in this women's division, Ruby Soho and Willow, the lack of follow-up with her, my God, no more Ruby challenging for anything until she's going to win it. This is this is getting fatigued. But yeah. going with Chris on this one, wouldn't hate Ruby winning, though. I, I really hope that they give her something of value to, to sink her teeth into sooner than later. She deserves it, for sure. Talking about the CBS title, we transition to the TNT Championship. Luchasaurus will defend it on behalf of the official. AEW TNT champion Christian Cage against Darby Allen. Darby Allen won Roy Rampage on the Rampage following Blood and Guts to earn this opportunity. He's been feuding with Luchasaurus and Christian Cage over on Collision ever since. Does he finally win back the TNT championship? Kate, we'll start with you. I just don't like the way this title's been booked basically since Miro's <laughs> lost it. I think he does because I think Christian gets jealous. Um, and I, I think that's really, really, really fun. I think Darby winning because Christian can't handle that it might actually be Luchasaurus in some way is a really good way to go. I wouldn't be surprised if Luchasaurus has retained it. This is Christian stuff. It's some of my favorite work that I've ever seen of his. Yeah. Absolutely hysterical with the, hey, Nick Wayne, I heard you have dad who's dead stuff. Him sending his uncredentialed daughter away because she couldn't be in the press line. Just amazing. fantastic. Father of the year. Fantastic stuff. Um, really, really love it. But I think Darby winning it back. I think he can have a transitional reign, but getting it back to a place of importance might be good for us. 
And that's what Darby is used for. That's what he was used for earlier in the year when Samoa Joe was having a run that kind of got us paying attention to the TNT title more. They put it on Darby to get it like reestablished as the, the number two title singles title in AEW. So I think it goes back to Darby Allen. And once again, the result equals entertainment because Christian Cage can say he's still the uncrowned champion because he was never pinned for the title. It works. It works so well, John. That, is, that alone is easy enough to get them to a full gear match. Uh, I'm going with Darby winning this one. It just is It is booked in a way that Darby should be winning this match, so it's the easy choice, and I'm going with it. Darby for the win. JJ? Uh, I fell for Darby, of course. I guess that's crazy. Uh, Darby wins. Darby wins for sure. I feel like that makes the most sense. Um, Christian obviously is not the champ, and he's been parading with the belt for the last two, what, two, three months. Um, this is a moment for Darby um, to get the TNT title back to being important. So, and again, like like John just said, this could be lead up to a full gear match. Or no, not even full gear, Russell Dream. Yeah. Like that Christian wasn't the guy who took the pen. So I deserve a rematch. There you go. And then you got the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships up for grabs. Better than you, baby. MJF and Adam Cole defend against the Dark Orders, John Silver and Alex Reynolds. I'm not wasting too much time. Better than you, baby. Better you, win. Baby. Exactly. JJ says the same. John. Kangaroo kick, double clothes line. Let's get out of here. Double clothes. <laughs> uh, who you got? Who you got, Kate? Double clothes. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, I think it's unfortunate. I think they're going to retain uh, largely because the Dark Order are a trio in ROH. So I don't know why they wouldn't be going for the six man. But uh, the Dark Order deserve better and more. But I think this is biding us time until something else happens with better than you, a baby. There's there's like a there's like a small two to five percent chance. That because of the newfound aggression that Dark Order is showing on Ring of Honor, Tony's going to be like, "Yeah, that's how we get the titles off of uh, off of Max and Cole one week after I just put it on them." And everybody's going to be like, "Well, we don't watch Ring of Honor. We don't know that." No, and I th- I think the move is going to be that they drop him to the Kingdom, right? Yeah, or yeah. if or in my heart of hearts, a cleared Kyle O'Reilly coming back for Red Dragon Ooh. would be my dream, 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 dream. But yeah, I don't think this is for the Dark Order, unfortunately. Undisputed Kingdom is coming. Undisputed Kingdom is <laughs> That's coming. That's right. God bless Roddy's neck health. Yes, his neck health. <laughs> Kenny Omega finally goes one-on-one with Konosuke Takesta in AEW. It was back at Double or Nothing in May that Takesta turned heel, aligning with Don Callis as this new charge, replacing Omega. Omega talked about his history with Takesta back in DDT, being his mentor, and that's why Callis has chosen Takesta, and he beat and pinned Kenny Omega back at All In. That is why I'm going with Kenny Omega to get this victory here. Kate? Kenny, by God, Omega, a uh, man, I feel like Takeshita and Kenny might have one of those long-standing feuds that just is, goes on forever and ever and ever. I'm going to say Kenny here is like a reestablishing win. I think could be really, really fun, but I would not be mad if Takeshita won and they found a way to continue this angle either. This seems like a whole heck of a lot of fun to me. Um, I think this will be match of the night and I feel like confident in, <laughs> in that. And it is the of a lot of really great wrestling. I just can't imagine we're not going to be talking about this match for a long time. Totally agree. JJ. 
Same. I feel like this is definitely going to be match of the night. And uh, since Takeshi already beat Kenny last week, I'm definitely Kenny is definitely winning. <laughs> definitely winning tomorrow. And this should definitely be a great match. Takeshi has already shown what he can do, and we know what the fuck Kenny can do is fucking Kenny Omega, for God's sake. So uh, this is definitely going to be one of those matches that we are going to be talking about after all out. I'm taking, I'm taking Kenny Omega on this one. This is a clear-cut kind of choice for me. Uh, you get him the win back. You get the you can get a third match down mm-hmm. the road, either a Grand Slam. If you want to drag it out to full gear, go for it. But this is a like like you said, Russell Dream, buddy. Oh, Russell, Russell yeah, Dream. Yeah, about that um, <laughs> yeah uh, actually, yeah. Uh, Christian, you know, we were just saying Christian could say he wasn't pinned. Mm-hmm. Seattle, Washington, Darby Allen's home neck mm-hmm. of the woods. Yep. that's where you get the match. Oh, that's very fun. Yeah, so, that is good. Yeah. But this, forgot <laughs> about but this, uh, definitely Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega all across the board, it seems there. And then finally, we have the main event, which I don't think we're going to all be in agreement here because this feels like a toss-up. You got Orange Cassidy, 31 successful defenses of the AEW International Championship since winning it last October. Gets to main event his first AEW pay-per-view against a man that will be main eventing his 10th AEW pay-per-view. The man, the ace of All Elite Wrestling, John Moxley. These two have basically been feuding since July when Best Friends and the Blackpool Combat Club started mixing it up with one another. But this feels like a genuine toss-up because it feels like you can have Moxley win here and end the historic reign of Orange Cassidy and you're putting it on a top guy that it continues it being elevated. Or this could be the win of this reign. For Orange Cassidy. Who do you got, Kate? It keeps me up at night. Okay. This is like, <laughs> I, I really feel like this could go either way. I like the idea of Moxley winning and making it an ambassadorial title again. Of like, he works Japan, he works the Indies. Yes. You could send him anywhere in the world. He's very um, open to that stuff. So I like the idea of the All Atlantic Championship being used in that way again. Um, on the other hand, He's got a lot of enemies as well that Sean Moxley does, including Eddie Kingston. Uh, and this would, I feel like Orange Cassidy is already a made guy in, in this title reign, but that would make him like the most made dude ever. I also think you could use some feel-good stuff right now in AEW, and I, I'm going to go with Orange Cassidy retains. Uh, would not be surprised or upset if John Moxley won, and that is great pro wrestling. When either outcome makes sense and feels like an awesome idea, I, that's fantastic. Also, kudos to Orange Cassidy for getting to headline a pay-per-view here. Like, that's a, a really big deal, and as much as I wish there were more titles being defended on this in, like, the world tier, I think it's awesome that they've created this avenue for him to get to, to main event. Yeah. And I've been saying it all week. Orange Cassidy feels like the biggest homegrown star not named MJF at this point. So I got to give it to them for this reign and establishing this title. That is why I'm going with Orange Cassidy to get the win. I think Orange Cassidy getting the win, getting that signature win on the in a pay-per-view main event, that means way more than John Moxley putting the international title on him. John, who you got? I think from the perspective of getting people to travel overseas and doing those sorts of things, you can do that with Orange Cassidy. They haven't necessarily had the opportunity because they've been featuring him week on week in, week out. However, featuring him week in and week out has raised the the title up to the point that you do kind of want to see it be back internationally, which is could be arguably the purpose of doing that. 
So I'm going to go with orange because I think getting – John Moxley rarely loses, and he rarely loses clean. And I think this would be a great moment to put that stamp on orange. And, and when you when you then take a look at some of the big names that he has defeated, uh, you know, over the course of – over his – his title title reign, you have that stamp at the top of Moxley. It's just something that helps to make people. And I don't know. I just, it feels as though, yes, it could be time to pull the trigger and have uh, a title change, but at the same time, giving him that win would just be incredible for him. JJ, finish this off. What are we talking about? Wow. I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I got Orange Cassidy winning. I got Orange Cassidy winning only because I feel like Moxley does not need this kind of belt, and um, he's still leading with the uh, BCC. So, and then again, I feel like now they're gonna get like a little more deep into the Eddie Kingston Moxley rivalry based off of what happened at All In. So uh, I feel like Orange Cassidy keeps going strong after tomorrow, and this is a moment. It's a main event, so this is a moment. I feel like Orange Cassidy needs more than Moxley does. Yeah. So I feel like Orange Cassidy wins on uh, wins tomorrow. I'll say too. There's like a really interesting idea that if Claudio loses and Mox loses here, and they don't have any golds, that they go for the trios belts. Like that, they have to turn Ooh. into each other and go yeah, after those yeah. trios belts. I don't Seriously think that. Daddy Ass needs them that long. That would be a really great way to establish something <laughs> and make it feel important in that trios division. And plus, that would uh, wouldn't that be yeah. that would be Willa Yuta's first AEW championship? Yeah. He's and only then, won the Ring of Honor uh, pure title so far, like six but. times, and lost to Daniel <laughs> Garcia like six times. So <laughs> we got Annika who says Mox needs a win. I'll go with Mox, and we got uh, Safet who's going with Moxley, but he says I'm not mad that OC retains. And Big Man Dog adds Tony is super protective of Moxley in singles matches, mm -hmm. so my money is probably on a change, but it can really go either way. So that is why I suggest you join us live here for our watch party tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern time, AEW we all won't be out here, watch but... party. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. You can brag, see us there brag. by watching the show and watching the watch party. Brag, then, brag, brag. <laughs> humble brag. You deserve it. You got tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern time. We are doing a WWE payback watch party romeo will be here i think the around the point guys will be here so join us live for that but we want to thank kate so so yes. much for returning dropping the knowledge always being one of our favorite guests on the show and anytime i'm in chicago i'm gonna probably hit you up to be on the show because that needs to be my tradition Tony Khan like traditions. So do I. There Whenever AEW is in Chicago, Kate's on a, a trip truly. There Mark you go. Which will be frequent because they're in Chicago a lot. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for having me. I always love coming back here. I, it's a, a blast to chop it up with you guys and have fun at the pay-per-view. I'm so jealous. Thank Don't you. be a show doesn't look that good. Well, we'll we'll be at Grand Slam cheering Eddie on in three weeks. Don't worry. Kate, <laughs> let the people know where they could follow you and everything you got going on. Sure, you can follow me at Miss Kate Fabe on Twitter and TikTok and at Kate's Instagrams on Instagram. I did a preview show with the Wrestling Brain crew who were great. I've never actually gotten to like work with them a lot, but uh, you can check that out. It's pinned on the top of my Twitter. Other than that, I'm on Fightful or Fightful Select Monday, Tuesday. Thursdays and Fridays and at the Mark Order podcast every Wednesday talking all things all elite. Awesome. John, 
You want to let the people know where they could follow you? You guys can catch me on the True Hill Heat Patreon channel, Review of Honor. We talk about everything that's interesting, everything that matters from uh, Ring of Honor. So great. So it's a two-minute show. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I work hard. <laughs> no, and then also you can catch me on the True Hill Heat Sports channel. Uh, football season is ramping its way up starting this Thursday. Romeo and I will be doing, and uh, Top Guy JJ will be uh, on the watch-alongs for NFL games. And uh, check out that channel. There's a lot more than just football. There's basketball, baseball talk as well, a little bit of hockey as the different seasons kick off. So uh, catch us over there. Yes, indeed. And JJ? You can find me where the fuck I decided to pop up. I don't know. I'm not <laughs> uh, you can follow me on uh, Instagram, Hacksaw underscore J underscore under, did I say J? Hacksaw yes. underscore J underscore Duggan. The whole, the whole handle is actually exactly. Hacksaw underscore J underscore, underscore did I say J underscore. <laughs> Thank you, good brother. Twitter, sober guy JJ. Facebook, my name is my name. If you don't know my name, don't add me, you creeps. Um, <laughs> I am usually sometime pop up on Monday for, for Raider Raw Superstars, Monday's Elite Heat. Um, me and my good brother right here, SP Thrizzy. If you watch Collision, Every Saturday, unfortunately, so for colors and discourse. Um, some watch alongs. Uh, I think I've said everything I had to say. Uh, True Hill Heat, Beat Your Meat. Uh, we are everywhere, every day, providing good content for you guys. You guys watching us right now. Yeah, me, him, and SP3, and of course, Kate. Uh, of course, True Hill Heat Sports. Football is back, as John said. Let's go, Giants. Basketball is coming up next month. Let's go, Heat. We are in it to win it. True heat, beat your meat. I'll say it again. <laughs> I knew you was keep going so you can say it again. Follow me on the Twitter machine at True Hill SV3. Follow the gang, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at True Hill Heat, TikTok, all that good stuff. I will be back here tomorrow for our payback review. If I find a way to watch the show before that review, <laughs> only if. So that's why it will be in the afternoon. But for Kate, thank you so much, Kate, for joining us. Thank you so much to all Elite Geeks for joining us. Of course, Miss Chrissy Love, as always. John, for letting me stay here and being on the show. <laughs> and Sober Guy JJ for not being sober for the past three hours. It is me, it is me. You're True Hill Feed Off SV3. This has been True Hill E241. Do we have a problem? Signing off until next time.